The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. And Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Obama, Barack Obama has uh, announced his big list. I think it, I think it uh, includes 81 people. Huge list of endorsements for the upcoming midterm elections. Guess who is not on it? Uh-oh. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, they say he's been in relative hiding, politically speaking, and now he's come out of hiding. Dang it. To endorse an array of Democratic candidates. Um, yeah, it is a list of 81 candidates on Twitter in elections as large in scale as governor or as uh, smaller races like state senate. How do you even know anything about these people? Come on. Right. Uh, he said, I'm confident that together they'll strengthen this country we love by restoring opportunity, repairing our alliances and standing in the world and hope upholding our fundamental commitment to justice, fairness, responsibility, and the rule of law. Wow. Uh, seriously? Go away. Did you did you actually write that with a straight face, Barack? <laughs> like you give a rat's anus about rule of law? Come on now. Uh, he said, but first, they need our votes. So this is this is just the first wave of endorsements, and I'm sure that's everybody will be going crazy that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is not on it. Um, but he'll say, well, that's just the first wave. We'll see if she makes it on the on the other list. Um, so, I mean, a pretty big, that's a pretty big omission at this particular point, though. Yeah, she's a superstar, but he's feeling threatened that she could end up taking the same path as him to the White House. I kind of wondered if that's what it is. Are you just jealous of her because she's getting all your attention? She's sucking all the oxygen out of the room? (laughs) Is that what it is? Yeah, he... He it's left kind of strange. office as the face of the Democratic Party, uh-huh. and she is quickly becoming that. Oh, I, I think she already is the mm-hmm. face of the Democrat Party. I, I really think she is. Uh, it's, uh, it's frightening that she is, but she is. Hmm. She, of course, is going around the country uh, endorsing candidates now, and apparently her endorsement is carrying a lot of weight. She's in Hollywood right now. Uh, Make it a big splash there, doing fundraisers and uh, talking to people, having meetings with people. Apparently, she's not meeting with any of the Hollywood elites, though. Now, I don't know if they're snubbing her or she's snubbing them, but it's kind of interesting that she's not meeting with the uh, with Je- Jeffrey Katzenberg or David Geffen. She's not meeting with Carl Reiner. Uh, she's not r- meeting with Steven Spielberg. Those are the usual suspects. When you go to Hollywood, that's who you usually... And then you have a big, fat fundraiser that costs, uh, you know, $50,000 a plate. Yeah. Hers are a little different. Um, they're $27 a plate. So, I mean, okay, that's... Hmm. You're sort of living that uh, socialist life, I guess. You're kind of... I mean, that's a little more consistent. Hmm. You're not going to raise a lot of money doing that. But um, 
She's holding a couple of different events. One of them is a lunch, and it's sold out in downtown uh, Los Angeles. Tickets were 27 bucks. Pretty affordable. Then um, tomorrow, the Democratic Socialists of America Los Angeles chapter is hosting a sold-out evening with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, 7 to 9, at the First Unitarian Church. That's interesting because... Can the first Unitary, Unitarian Church hang on to their tax exemption after that? <laughs> seriously, yeah. That's, no, I mean seriously, yeah. You're not supposed to do that as a church. Well, you're hosting a socialist fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, that's political. You're not supposed to do that. You are not supposed. You lose your tax exempt status for if, doing that. If you forget the caveat in the law, if you're helping out a conservative candidate. Oh, okay, that's right. Ah, so only on the right is that a problem? That's the thing, and it's true. Yeah, it's absolutely true. By the way, uh, real quick, Kristen uh, pointed out on Twitter, and I just verified this: Be- Beto O'Rourke was not endorsed by Obama either. Oh, Beto missed? Yeah, he missed out as well. Wow, what is up with that? That's another big omission. Because he's already got the nomination. I mean, it's the Democrat against right? Ted Cruz, right? What is and you that? didn't endorse Beto O'Rourke? Thanks, Kristen. Maybe he's pissed off that it, at this uh, cultural appropriation going on here. He's stealing a Hispanic nickname. <laughs> that's that's that isn't that's interesting. Yeah, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. There's two big ones right there. Wow. So she's at this uh, first Unitarian Church doing a fundraiser. Okay. It will include include a conversation about uh, taking on the political establishment and how best to create a better socialist future. Sorry, but that's political, and this church should not have a tax-exempt status anymore. Church's capacity is about 700 and the tickets range from $50 for co-supporters, core supporters, $27 for supporters, and $15 for friends. I mean, again, that's pretty affordable. According to DSA LA Communications Director uh, Ariel Salai, a link to the event was posted on Saturday, and with almost no marketing, it was sold out by Monday. Everybody wants to see the new socialist in town, even though she's not even from their area, even though she has nothing to do with Los Angeles. It's interesting. Her rise has been so fast and so meteoric that um, you just wonder where she goes from here. You just you really wonder if... 2024 isn't her time I got to run for out. president. I got this figured out. It's going to be Bernie and Ocasio-Cortez together in 2020. It might be. It might be. In 2020 or 2024? I'm saying 2020. She, could she be? No, she can't, she can't be vice president. I thought we looked this up. I thought we looked this up. She oh, no, be. 35. Yeah, she's yeah. be 28. Yeah, that's yeah. right. She has to wait till 2024. My bad. So in 2024, Bernie would have to be yeah. her running mate. And man, would he be old then. I mean, the guy's. He's going on 80 now. Six years from now, he's going to be in his mid-80s. Early to mid-80s. Eh. They don't care, though. Democrats don't care. Weekend at Bernie's. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, keep an eye on her. I mean, she's the one making socialist, socialism cool right now. <laughs> it's just the hip, really cool thing to be is a socialist. I think socialist is when you socialize with people. That is what so many of her followers believe. You know they do. Uh, it's when, like, a social media, 
You know, it's like when you're Twittering with people yeah. and stuff and, and Facebooking and all that and staying in touch with your friends and yeah. socializing. Like socialism is the umbrella mm-hmm. that all that other stuff like Facebook and Snapchat <laughs> and Twitter fall under. Is that <laughs> That's right? what it is. That's right. Okay. To them. To a lot of them it is. Now, some of them know. And some of them have been propagandized in school. And so they're they're fine with it. And in their lifetime, they haven't seen the really horrific side of uh, what socialism and communism can bring, and that's you know death and destruction to millions of people. Because we've defeated it on so many different fronts, they haven't had to worry about it. So now it's just, oh, okay, socialism, that's where everybody's taken care of. That's where everybody does the same. That's where everybody is well off. That's where, <laughs> that's where the, the government just takes care of us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Venezuela? Oh, yeah, well, that's, you know, don't look at Venezuela. Look over there at Sweden. They're doing it right. Sweden is is where you got to look. Wait, that's kind of racist, isn't it? You've ever seen the Swedes? They're a bunch of white people. I thought you didn't like white people. Wow. Yeah. I mean. Nice catch. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's clear. <sighs> There's a poll out now, speaking of Beto, who did not get the endorsement of Barack Obama. Uh, in this fierce battle, the blue wave, it's a blue wave sweeping Texas, a blue wave. Uh, U.S. Senate seat now is a, apparently, according to these two polls, pretty close. I Please don't make me eat my underwear. I just, I, I can't. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is the first sense I've got that you're getting a little concerned over there. Well, look at this. Uh, oh, no. In the Quinnipiac poll, he's up, Cruz is up by six. Okay. But six? Yeah, that's unacceptable. Come on. That's not... Near, I, I, it should be 16 or 26. <laughs> then there's a Texas Lyceum poll, which was released yesterday as well. And that showed Cruz with a two-point lead over Beto. Oh, uh. 41-39, which oh, is no. within the margin of error. Okay, hang on. Uh, so that's a, a virtual dead heat in I've the Lyceum got, poll. I've got a theory... And it actually concerns me because it just hit me. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there is some residual Ted Cruz hate from Donald Trump supporters left over from 2016? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. I don't know if that's what's happening, but there, yes, I think that could be a problem. That you're, You might be right on that. Oh, boy. There might be a lot of people who are pissed off at him for not supporting him when they thought he should. Hmm. And then, you know, people like me were pissed at him because (laughs) he supported him when he shouldn't have. He screwed up on both accounts, man. It it was the weirdest thing. He waited all that time. Mm -hmm. He withstood all the pressure. And then when the pressure's off and nobody's even saying anything, he caves and supports him. The night at the Republican convention when he refused to endorse Donald Trump in front of that rabid crowd. And they were pissed. I thought to myself... This man is a leader. This man should be president mm-hmm. of the United States. This man can go toe-to-toe with Vladimir Putin if he's standing there in that den of wolves, yeah. effectively, yeah. and refusing to bend over for them. A couple weeks later, yeah, it sounds it's, like, it's, you it's, know... Like this. I, I support him. I, yeah, I endorse Donald Trump. Yeah, we're good. Well, then, okay. You should have done that weeks ago at the convention if you were going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no. Man, I, so, yeah, he really... He messed up. Yeah. He messed up badly. And maybe that's what's hurting him. I don't know. But I don't like it.
don't like it. Well, yeah, you especially don't like it because you're probably, I bet if you check your browser history, there's some, uh, you've been Googling some recipes for how to cook underwear. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably what's happening. I, I haven't yet, but it <laughs> might be time to start. <laughs> you're getting there. 888 <laughs> um, Back in 2011, Aaron Hale, who was a former, na- former Navy chef, um, and he was a Navy chef for a three-star admiral, so he had a really sweet job. Uh, but he he wasn't being fulfilled that way, so he became an Army Explosive Ordnance Disposal Team Leader. And sadly, in 2011, while he was defusing one of them, another one right next to him went off and just messed him up, blinded him, cracked his skull in two places. And because of the cracks in his skull, infection went in there, and uh, he just had a really tough fight for his life. And so while he was... Blind and almost completely deaf. He was in this world of, you know, silence and not seeing anything and sensory shutdown. And he turned back to what he knew and loved, and that's cooking. So he started cooking again, and he started cooking delicious fudge. And now you can be the beneficiary of that. He and his wife have started this great company called Extraordinary Delights, or EOD Fudge for short. It's EODFudge.com. And now they have best fudge I've ever tasted. I'll tell you that. It's fantastic. Oh, yes. Uh, Keith is kind of hung up on the strawberry white, which I've not tasted, but man, that looks good. Chunks of strawberry inside the chocolate. Thank ah, you. Love that. <laughs> um, caramel apples, brownies, all kinds of confections for you. Go and check it out. If you use the offer code Blaze at checkout, you'll save 10%. Um, and you'll be supporting an American hero. Go to EODFudge.com. Use the promo code Blaze. Get 10% off your order. It's EODFudge.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Hi. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, this just broke. Apple has become the first corporation in the history of planet Earth mm. to reach one trillion dollars in value. One trillion dollars in value. Wow. Hmm. Have we so, broken them up yet? We need to. Yeah. Because you know, you know yeah. I mean. I think at I, some I point, let me be clear here. Can I be clear? We're not, we're we're not, not trying to push financial reform. No. Uh, because, right, because we begrudge success that's fairly earned. Uh-uh, they're right. I mean, I, I do think at a certain point you've made enough money. I do think at some point you've you made enough money. Uh, and, and haven't they reached that point a long time ago? Yeah. Time to break up Apple. Yeah. Time to break them up. Little baby apples is what we need. The iPhone uh, maker achieved the number... This morning, when the stock passed 207.04 a share, 207.04, so it's now up 20% this year. It's kind of interesting because uh, iPhone sales have sort of, I mean, at a certain point, you've sold enough iPhones. At a certain point, you've saturated the market, I think, is what's happened. Everybody who wants an iPhone pretty much now has an iPhone. 
So the 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 difference is they're a thousand bucks now, not four hundred or whatever they used to be. Thousand bucks. Remember, remember, we had the uh, Stanford University students who uh, were mad at Apple for making their product too addictive. Oh yeah, that's right. That came to mind. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here's proof: we're up to a trillion dollars. There's in proof. Mm-hmm. You know what we need is what? for Apple to stop making desirable products. Mm-hmm. You know, make your products a little less convenient, a little less cool, a little less good looking. Mm-hmm. You know, one of Steve Jobs' things was he wanted everything. To look aesthetically perfect. And that's why you can't take the Apple iPhone apart on your own. He didn't want that to, he didn't want you to see the inner workings of it. Cause that would, that kind of destroys the image you have of it. Like he wants you to think, he wanted you to think that there were magic elves inside that made it all work, I think. Or <laughs> he sprinkled pixie dust inside. He didn't want you to see how it actually worked. Um, so. Even though some think Apple needs a new product to keep sales and profits booming, uh, they just they hit the trillion-dollar mark anyway uh, because the sales are still solid and uh, people are still buying the iPhone 8. I've got an idea for phone companies. Make a removable battery again. Because you wear them out and you can't replace the battery. Well, that's part of his thing. They don't want you to. That would be very innovative at this point. They don't want you to. Hmm. But yeah, I would like that too. I'd like that too. Uh, There's nothing more irritating than when the battery charges up and you only have about 15 minutes on it. Tops. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) And then what do you do? You just, you got to replace the whole phone pretty much, right? Will Apple fix that? Well, they, they won't put a new battery in it, right? Even if you take it to an Apple dealer. I don't know. Does anybody know in there? I, I'm not an Apple guy. Oh, do you have a Android? You got an Android. Mm-hmm. What kind of freak are you? Well, of course, I've always known you were a freak. So. Well, yeah, but but now that plays but, right into it. But now I know the extent of your freakiness. But they have made it so that their phones don't have the external battery now either. It's very aggravating. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't. Oh, yeah, you can't get into that either. So, and that's what one of the things that pissed off Steve Jobs was because Google copied so much stuff. They copied the uh, touch technology. Mm-hmm. They copied the, now they've copied the, you can't get inside of it, just like an Apple. The Apple iPhones, um, are they terrible like uh, Androids? <laughs> no. Or did they copy no, that I, too? Or is I, that just unique to them? No, they're, they're pretty good, actually. Okay. I like mine, and, and I still have a five. Hmm. So. so what are they up to now? Eight? They're up to 10. 10? Yeah, but I'm, I'll never buy a 10. It's just wow. ridiculous. I believe I don't use a phone enough. I was going to say, you I know, believe yours has survived. As, as you know. It, 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 it has outlasted. A it's lightly used. Wear and tear? It's like, it's it's like, like somebody's. Driver. It's like a car <laughs> used by on Sundays yep. only by some old lady. Mm-hmm. That's about as much as I use my iPhone. It's a lot easier to get my grandmother on the phone than it is you, I will say. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And. Um, and I'm proud of that, Gee. frankly. Okay. She's 93, <laughs> by the way. Just want to point that out. So? So? so. She's more hip than you. She has a cell phone <laughs> that she answers. Also, uh, speaking of big American companies, uh, Tesla just reported its largest quarterly loss in its history, and their shares went up afterward. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Everybody knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was going to be huge. But no investors freaked out. Because they were expecting worse. Uh, They lost, 
Tesla lost more than $717.5 million. That's almost a, you know, that's almost three quarters of a billion dollars in one quarter. But their cash burn rate was less than investors expected. Uh, and the company apparently has $2.2 billion in cash still on hand. Wow. And after the announcement, Tesla stock went up more than 10% at one point. <laughs> Buy low. Plus, uh, what's, Elon Musk apologized. Oh. He apologized to uh, some of the uh, people who were on that conference call where he told them their questions were boring and <laughs> stupid. And he called somebody a name. Yeah, and yeah. Has he apologized? He to apologized. Quote, and he, pedo and he, guy? he did apologize to that guy, too, okay. eventually. And he attributed it all to a lack of sleep because he's sleeping at the factory and he had uh-huh. to get that thing going and he wasn't sleeping much. And they were trying to get production up to 5,000 a week, and which they finally did, by the way, like a year after they were supposed to get that level. They, just last month, they hit 5,000 a week on the Model 3 production. But that's the one that is supposed to have a base salary of $35,000 and they haven't delivered a single one yeah, at what? that price yet. Not one has been delivered. And there's a waiting list of 400,000 people that are getting a little pissed and a little tired of waiting. Yeah. So, so, so you can get a Tesla as cheap as $35,000? No, you cannot. What? Then what were you saying? They have not delivered one of them. But those. I'm saying that's what they're selling. But that's what they're trying to okay, get that's, to. Okay, gotcha. These Model 3s that they're putting out are more like, I think, 40, 45, 50. Okay. So, but they're not the 120 or 90 or whatever the uh, Model S was, the SP85 or whatever that was, that we test drove out here that was so unbelievably yeah. cool. I almost, I wanted to get one at uh-huh. one point. Of course, then I found out they were $125,000. And I thought, man, maybe not. No? No, maybe not. Uh... And, I f- and the killing point was they'll only go th- you know, 300 miles on a charge. I just don't want to put up with that. Um, do they make a Tesla pickup truck yet? <laughs> no Tesla pickups yet. Eh, I'm not interested. No. <laughs> um, but the Model 3 is Tesla's first car that's aimed at the mass market. And it's debuted with great fanfare. Thousands clamoring. In fact, I think it's 400000 that have put down $1,000 to reserve a car. Well, no wonder they got so much cash on hand. Yeah. They're taking all yeah. these orders and they're not, and they're not, not delivering, delivering any of them. anything. Um, but the demand, they say, might be waning because people are getting tired of waiting. I bet. And they're going with other, they're going with other vehicles because people are thinking, all right, I can, I can buy a $35,000 car. But then when they come off the production line and they're 50,000, you're like, oh, oh no, I'm, you said it was going to be 35. So they haven't been able to deliver that yet. Um, and it's going to hurt him in the long run. If he doesn't hurry up and start producing what he said at some point, you know, you're going to have to. So um, let me see if I have this right. Mm-hmm. Let me. Elon Musk has gotten. A, let me a tell car you if you space. have it right in a, in just a second. Okay, he gets a car to space, but not to the, deliver to the customers. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it's circling yes. Mars, but so it can't yes. get down the road. Okay. You summed that up quite nicely. Okay. Yes. Uh, let me tell you about uh, the company that Glenn and Tanya founded called Real Estate Agents I Trust, um, and he did it because he was really frustrated with an unreliable real estate agent. They were they were nice people, but they just couldn't get the job done for him, and so the house sat there. And it sat there, 
and they were supposed to have viewings, and nobody ever came. And uh, I mean, this was a really nice house. It should have been shown a lot. It should have sold really fast, but it didn't, and they lost a lot of money. So he did some research, and he found out what makes a great real estate agent. It's somebody who does it full-time. It's their career. It's not like somebody's wife's nephew who dabbles in real estate from time to time on the weekends. They don't just show up and list your home as is. They look into things like the curb appeal, uh, professional staging of your home, and when to list it, and for how much. Those are all really important, in that, and they're fans of the show, so you've got that in common with them. So go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Well, we learned uh, something fascinating um, from Alex Jones yesterday. I, I believe this is yesterday's show. He's it's bearded Alex, and that's a fairly new thing. So I, I am pretty sure this came from yesterday's extravaganza. Uh-huh. See if you can pick up what we learned uh, that you didn't already know. Okay, here, here, here we go. We learned this with PizzaGate and stuff. You've got admissions. He learned this from Pizzagate. Now, what he should have learned from Pizzagate is to stop lying about stuff. Stop making things up. That's what you should have learned from Pizzagate. Oh, no. That it wasn't real. It didn't happen. Everything was in your mind. Hmm. And the guy threatened to sue you because you were slandering him. You were defaming him. And you had to take it all back and apologize. That should have been the thing you learned from Pizzagate, but it's not what he's talking about. And thousands of emails about the kids will be delivered into the hot tub for your pleasure. And then it's the FBI code words for sex with kids. I mean, can you... This is not what we're learning uh, from him, but <laughs> this is amazing. Yes. Because the guy had... Oh, my goodness. ...a massive uh, legal problem with this. So much so that he had to go on the air and take it all back and apologize for it. Now he's going back down that road? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow, indeed. Off their own Homeland Security manual, and they're talking about $65,000 of succulent hot dogs. Well, are these as good? Uh, oh, God, these are good. You, I had these hot dogs in Hawaii. They were delivered by jet. And let me, it's, it's male prostitutes. And look, Obama's having <laughs> oh. sex with 10 dudes a day, whatever. The point is, is that catch that's it. what's going on on your taxpayer oh, time. What's... Okay, did you catch it? Can we just, oh. Did you catch it? Yeah, I did. Uh, the point is, but Obama's having sex with 10 dudes a day, but whatever. Wait, what? Wait, <laughs> what did you just... <laughs> now that's new information that maybe you want to spend some time on and provide, I don't know, an ounce of evidence? One ounce. But no. He's not watching sports dinner three hours a day up there, okay? Okay. 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 And, and the report is, you know, he's got, you know, well, I'm not going to get into it on a family show. But, uh, he's but going let's just to. say Amtrak isn't just a train. So, <laughs> let's just say Amtrak isn't just a train. Uh, 
Okay. You know what? So. Um, he's kind of far removed from what I was going to Google. Um, make sure so. I had the word succulent spelt right. I was still hung up on the succulent hot dogs, but now we're talking well, about... Well, succulent hot dogs is obviously and, code what? for prostitution. Oh, succulent uh, hot dogs. Oh, I'm glad I didn't keep Googling then. Obviously. I mean, don't be stupid, Keith. You're so naive. But tra- Amtrak's not... Okay, but trained. how did this... Where did this Obama thing come from? I Is that an allegation you've ever heard in your life? I've never heard of it. Um, never heard of it. I've was, never heard it rumored. I've never heard it whispered. There was one crazy rumor during the uh, election about him and one <laughs> him guy. Him and a, and a taxi driver in Chicago. Something, yeah, limo driver or something. Yeah, it was completely made up. Okay. But, but this... I've not heard anything Ten like dudes this. a day thing? Oh. Come on. There was a little bit more. There's oh, no. Yeah. I'm not even... All I'm getting at here is I noticed this penchant for going with the rumor or the second hand or something without total proof instead of ignoring all the real stuff. Right, right, right. right and right. and I like thing. this because the, the yeah, guy the, next to him, yeah, whoever the, it is. The Keith of his set, huh? Yeah, what? I guess so. <laughs> but he's just lapping it all up. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, none of this is news to him. He knows about it, too. <laughs> It's so great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Obama. I don't know how this guy continually gets away with it. You know, usually you start saying things like that about a former president. You should at least, I don't know, provide some evidence for why you're saying it. Some reason for saying it. It's just out of the blue like that. Of course, maybe he's talked about it a million times and I just haven't heard the proof. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got pictures. I don't know. That is some strange stuff. And then to go back down the Pizzagate road with something that's been completely and totally, seriously, absolutely 100% uh, debunked. <laughs> absolutely 100% false. There was never any prostitution ring in this place. Uh, Hillary Clinton wasn't involved with the place. The, the guy doesn't even have a basement to run a basement prostitution ring out of, which seems like an important element to me. If you're running a prostitution ring out of your basement, but you don't have one, well, then you must not have a prostitution ring. <laughs> I don't know. But again, no proof. Uh, just allegations. Just wild conspiracy theories. Just throwing them out. Like hand grenades. Uh, maybe yeah, check right. your uh, check your inbox. I may have just sent you something that you will enjoy to just go ahead and press play on. It has been uh, checked to make sure that we're we're in the clear. No, oh, yeah, but uh, it has been or has I it has. Been? I have just listened to it. All right. Well, I don't have I it. Listened yet. to it uh, just now while you were talking. I, I apologize for listening to the show in one ear and this fun thing in the other. Did you not get it yet? I don't have. My it. heart's broken. I don't have it. What? What? You know, it could be maybe this, the NSA has stolen it. Stole, they stole the transmission because they don't want it out there. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you. Did you send it when again? When the subject line hot dogs email arrives, you'll want to <laughs> press you'll want to press play for the audience. I sent it again. All right. And let me. See. If it doesn't show up this time, you yep. know something's up with the then NSA or the CIA. Yep. And well, we, I mean, we, you know we, about the Glenn Beck operation, right? And we He's are CIA. Why can't FBI we get around and CIA it? people working in this building for him? Uh, and so, all right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Apparently not the first <clears throat> time he's used the phrase succulent hot dogs. Alex Jones, everybody. Mm. Here we go. 
day of succulent hot dogs. <laughs> Notice, though, the media won't touch the succulent $65,000 hot dog. $65,000 in succulent hot dogs, you know, <laughs> succulent hot dogs. We know you love succulent hot dogs. I've been covering what? succulent hot dogs. The $65,000 in hot dogs. The succulent, delicious, oh, I can't wait to get some of those hot dogs. They're so good. Are these really as good as you say? Because the last hot dogs weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who was talking about the succulent hot dogs? I don't know. I just know I, that. I have to know now. Later on today, <clears throat> if you go to soundcloud.com slash Pat Gray Show, you will find a short mini segment titled Succulent Hot Dogs. You're welcome. I mean, that's classic Alex Jones. <laughs> that is just classic. We need code. We need code phrases, okay? Well, succulent hot dogs is a, well, obviously taken. a code phrase. Well, that's taken. Like, how are we going to refer to Jeffy without him knowing that we're talking about him? It's like pigs in a blanket? Fatso. Fatso. Mm-hmm. But he might He'd never up, guess you know? we're talking about him. Never guess. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. <laughs> All right. 888 um, Also... Kind of fun yesterday to listen to uh, Sarah Sanders try to uh, try to spin Donald Trump's claim that you need ID to go to the grocery store. <laughs> uh, it's it's not an easy job being the White House press <laughs> correspondent, and uh, it was tough yesterday. President went to a grocery store. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why that matters either. Well, Major, well, go ahead. Last night, she needed ID to buy grocery store. You go to the grocery store. I go to the grocery store. I've never had to show an ID to buy grocery store. I've never had to show an ID when I go to buy groceries. Certainly, if you if you go to a grocery store and you buy beer and wine, you're certainly going to show your ID. I don't think that. Okay. Uh, okay. He's not saying every time he went in. He said, when you go to the grocery store, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that everybody in here who's been to a grocery store that's purchased mm-hmm. beer or wine has probably had to show their ID. If they didn't, mm-hmm. uh, then that's probably a problem with the grocery store. Sarah, Major, go ahead. Sarah, okay, so follow up on John Decker's question. He's apparently talking about when you buy beer and wine without saying, well, you know, when you buy beer and wine. Okay. <laughs> I, I love just it. love the things that we I love it. get to talk about as a society. I know. I mean, let's let's talk about it's amazing the grocery store claim by the president. Uh, I well, that's what they that's what they latch onto <clears throat> with this president. But they sure as heck didn't do it with Barack Obama. No, there were so many things they could have you know jumped on, and they didn't. They just ignored all of it. You know, from the breathalyzer mm-hmm. to the fifty-seven states to uh, the Barack Obama Jr. was born. All of that stuff. Uh, was completely false, fake, misstated, uh, bad information, and they didn't care about any of it. But you know the press. The press heard him say that and said, we're going to do George H.W. Bush all over again. Uh, A disconnected president Mm -hmm. that that isn't like the people. They have to go to the grocery store because, remember, they made the whole cash register thing. We're going to do that to him. We're going to take this president down through a grocery store comment. Yeah, didn't they do this something similar to H.W. Bush? That's what I was referring to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the... Um, like, what's this do? You know, it was a new scanner type thing, and they were like, oh, look, he's never been to a grocery store because he's not a normal person he, like the rest of us. He didn't know the price of milk or something? That was, yeah, I think What's that, that was Bush? something too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. The, the press, particularly CNN... 
mm-hmm. and MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Their focus isn't the news for the next four years. It's taking down this president. That's their job. They wake up in the morning figuring out how they can mm-hmm. destroy the presidency of Donald Trump. It's not, let's see, what's, uh, let's see what we can report and uh, give it to him fair. No, absolutely not. Yeah, they don't care about that. No. 888 Also, uh, Urban Meyer's in a little bit of trouble. Hmm. He's on paid leave right now during this investigation. I don't know. Does he make it to the end of the week? One of the most prominent coaches, one of the best coaches probably in college football history, I would say. Ohio State just announced it placed head football coach Urban Meyer on paid administrative leave over allegations that he lied to help cover up domestic violence allegedly committed by one of his assistants, Zach Smith. Uh, The school said in a statement, the university is conducting an investigation into these allegations. During the inquiry, Urban Meyer will be on paid administrative leave. Mm. Now, he claims he didn't know anything about it. But apparently they found some emails between he and his wife. Was it texts or something? Yeah, texts I don't know. or emails where somebody, I think, text the wife of Zach Smith texted her, Mrs. Meyer. And she said, yeah, I told my husband about this. But maybe she didn't. I don't know. But yeah. I think that's what they're looking into right and now. And I think he said somebody, somebody was being investigated, a basketball program, maybe Ohio State even. I don't know. And he made the comment that if you lie... In the course of an investigation or something that you should be fired. Urban Meyer did? Yeah, so uh, hopefully you didn't lie. Yeah. Or aren't in the process of doing that right now. Wow. Mm-hmm. And if he did, hopefully he's you know saved some of his $8 million a year salary. And Because uh, where is he ever going to work again? If he did this, nobody will hire him ever again. I think that's pretty much the end of Urban Meyer's career uh, and the end of his working life. What is he, late 50s? Uh, so, Let's pretty see. interesting. Yeah. Keep an eye on that. Uh, 888-900-3393. <clears throat> when your ears aren't clean, they can get really uncomfortable. Itchy, painful, get plugged up, make it hard to hear things. And then, you know, it can create that kind of tunnel thing in your head where you're hearing your own voice in a weird <laughs> sort of muffled way. <laughs> right. Jeez, I hate that. Yeah, I terrible. hate that. Now, a lot of people use cotton swabs. A lot of people have tried candles. I don't even know. I, I don't get the candle. Yeah, thing. I don't even know how you would even start to do that process. Like, <laughs> don't okay, do I light it and then and then I... put it up by your ear, catch your hair on fire? I don't. I don't want to do the Michael Jackson thing. There's a better <laughs> way to go. It's usewaxrx.com. It's the WaxRx ear wash system. Doctor developed uses a special wax softening drop to break down the earwax inside your ear. Then there's a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush the wax away. Then there's a pH-conditioned formula that rinses and soothes your ears, making for the ultimate, most complete removal system available. Go to usewaxrx.com and order your system today. Use the offer code RADIO, and they will ship it to your door for free. Promo code RADIO. UseWaxRx.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
888-933-93 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Mike writes, State of Texas is literally begging Pat Gray to buy a Tesla. The revenue from speeding tickets would give the state a budget surplus for the next 50 years. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I would. that would be really bad for me to have a Tesla that moves like those P85s or P90s or whatever they are. Yeah. Those are unreal. I mean, they must hit you with a force of about six Gs. When you step on that accelerator and just floor it, it goes zero to 60 and... It seems like half a second, but it's probably about three. Maybe it's a pico second. Huh? Uh, See what I did there? Yeah. That's called a segue, Uh ladies and gentlemen. Keith has become obsessed. Oh, I'm totally obsessed. With the shark. Yep. It looks like it's off the coast now of Delaware. Pico the shark. Seems to be... uh, I mean, I guess it's still... Well, it's moving all over the place. Here's a map. He's nuts. Look at this guy. Can we go closer than that, yeah, or is that the close-up? No, we'll get it. Oh, okay. Oh, look at that. He is. He's doing a zigzag thing now. What is he doing? He's playing with us. Yeah, he's just messing with our minds at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's throwing us off because we. he knows we're on to him. He knows we're, that we know he is after some family in Texas yep. that he hated here, and they moved, and he knew it. And so he followed him to the East Coast, and now he's just trying to. he's yeah. trying to get us... Off the track. Yeah, I, you know he's listening to the show, so he knows you're talking about him every day, okay? <laughs> but I think this goes back to a point we made earlier mm-hmm. in the program. You have to assume he has either an Apple iPhone or an Android, or somehow he's listening mm-hmm. to the program, but how is he charging his battery at sea? I don't know. I, I mean... Eels? Electric eels. Where, come on. Hold on. Time out. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Have the rim shot ready. We'll wait. So how is he charging his phone? He's out at sea. I mean, it's not like he has a battery or something out there. Electric eels. So there you go. Hmm. Was that worth it? Really wasn't worth it. What do you mean? That was totally hysterical. Too far to the well. I loved it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The Diet Land cast is advocating killing a con. Now is this a pretend congressman or is this a real? Yeah, I think this is. This this is pretend, right? Stupid drama, right? Somebody help me. The AMC show, Dietland, which I've never heard of, uh, radical feminists organize a plot to kill a pro-life congressman. Now, I saw this yesterday and I thought, well, I don't know anything about the show. I don't know anything about these people. I, I don't know if this is supposedly, are they talking about a real situation or are, is this like just fantasy land? Whatever it is, if these were right-wing people, we know how, what the response would be. Uh, check this out. In the meantime, we should be working on our next target, Wells. But why Wells? There's got to be somebody easier to take out than a congressman, someone who means more. Actually, his head of security is about 100 years old. <laughs> Not so up on the latest. And he is meaningful. He is destroying women's reproductive rights. But think about how it looks. The Dirty Dozen, Stella Cross, and then some ancient backwater congress dude. It looks like we're hurt or something, like we're... If you say optics one more time, Moana, I swear to God. My problem is that you and Sophia think you're the leaders, even though having leaders is patriarchal crap. Yeah, I used to feel the same way until I realized how hard it is to get 12 people to agree on anything. I'm beginning to understand why dudes love dictatorships. I said it, y'all, I said it. Okay, okay, what I want to know, what I want to know, what's our end game here? We just keep killing people? Until when? Until women feel safer. Until they have some measure of real mm-hmm. equality. 
Yeah, that's great okay, stuff. Is that an acting class or is that an actual I show? I don't know, man. That's bad, whatever it is. <laughs> so bad. AMC is really uh <laughs> they're really they're really digging in the gutter for material, aren't they? Come on. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. I uh, have this. Yesterday, we we talked a little bit about uh, parents that are, <clears throat> you know, first of all, there were parents who would get private coaches, private tutors for their baseball pitchers if they showed some promise, or say a young quarterback to try to help him develop his skills so that maybe he could get a scholarship offer or whatever. Yeah. Now we've got parents who are getting uh, video game coaches for their kids. And uh, we dug a little deeper into this uh, last night, and it's it's a pretty amazing world where this mother, Allie Hicks, frets over her 10-year-old son playing the hugely popular shoot-em-up video game Fortnite. She's not fretting over the time he's spending playing it, she or the violence. She's fretting over the fact that he's not winning. <laughs> So she hired him a coach. For about 50 bucks, uh, she found somebody who would do four hours of online lessons from uh, a player she found through a freelance labor website. Now, for a lot of kids, I guess, (laughs) Fortnite has become a social proving ground. More than 125 million people play it worldwide, according to its maker. Mostly in a free mode, pitting 100 combatants against each other until one person or team is left standing. Winning bestows the kind of bragging rights that used to be reserved for the local Little League baseball champs. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Just like eager dugout dads opening their wallets for pitching lessons, video game parents are more than willing to pay for their offspring to gain an edge at video games. Now, this mother says... There's pressure not to just play it, but to be really good at it. You can imagine when he wasn't winning what that was like for him at school. No, I I really can't. I I really can't imagine. What an upside-down world we now live in. So I guess her parents are going to be like, Billy, what the hell are you doing outside? You get your butt back in this house right now. This instant and get back on that video game (laughs) i mean it's an upside down world now Uh, i believe the answer uh to everything now is right here 2018 that's the world we live in 2018's world man (laughs) are you mowing the lawn you get your ass in this house and get back on Fortnite. but i've been playing for eight hours mom you're going to play for eight more. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be good for kids. It really is. This is going to be good for you. I see really good things developing in our society because of this. Until recently, people seeking help with video games almost exclusively were adult hobbyists or older teenagers aspiring to go professional. But now these uh, these pros who do this are hearing from parents who refuse to let their elementary and middle school age children fall behind in video games. In video games! Some of them are paying up to 20 bucks an hour 
You can, I guess, somebody will do it for fifty bucks for four hours. So wow. I, I don't know why you're not chopping around a little bit, but <laughs> jeez, man, I there. This is, I guess, there's a lot of money in tournament prizes and stuff if you go professional in this. But to me, this is once again. Mm. Another sign of the four horsemen of the apocalypse galloping through town. Man, coaches for video games. Yeah. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Pat, and thanks for listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. When you have some time, you should check out The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I think you're going to really like it. You can find it wherever you download your favorite podcast. Pat Gray is here on The Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. A little battle brewing between uh, Jim Acosta and Sean Hannity. Uh, Jim Acosta called Hannity a propagandist for profit, which is obviously true. But where is the self awareness on either side of this equation? I mean, Jim Acosta, I, were you tough on Obama? I think he claims he was. But you know he wasn't. Nobody at CNN was tough on Obama. They were propagandists for for Obama. Um, But uh, Hannity devoted a pretty good share of his show to Costa last night. Now, there have been zero in terms of objectivity, zero fairness, Hmm. crisis peddling, mixed with a deranged blend of personal insults and anti-Trump bizarre conspiracy theories. It's why we call them the Destroy Trump Press. Now, CNN's chief White mm-hmm. House correspondent, Jim Acosta, he has mm-hmm. been, been one of the worst offenders. And the crowds at last night's Trump rally in Tampa, Florida, well, they told him in person what they think of him and his network. Take a look. The White House has held only three briefings for the press this month and eight total since the uh, end of May. There's no other way to describe what the White House is doing these days. Well, top officials, including the president, are hiding from the press. And, Wolf, just to give you a sense as to what's happening right now, you can hear there is a chorus of boos and other chants from this Trump crowd here in Tampa, Florida. They're saying things like CNN sucks, go home, and fake news. Wolf, obviously, all of those things are false. We're staying right no, here. No, they're, they're really not. Job. And report on this rally to all of our viewers here tonight. Okay. Right, this is not the first time this happened. And after what mm-hmm. you just saw, Jim Acosta shared his fear of Trump supporters. And he tweeted out, quote, just a sample of the sad scene we faced at the Trump rally in Tampa. I am very worried that the hostility whipped up by Trump and some in conservative media will result in somebody getting hurt. We should not treat our fellow Americans this way. The press is not the enemy. Jim, I'm a pretty prominent conservative in the country. Let me say this clearly and loudly. Do go ahead. I want every mm-hmm. journalist in this country, everyone, I don't care who you work for, to be safe. Oh. And I'll tell you right now, me too. I will be the first person <clears throat> to come to your defense 
If I'm there and anyone ever dares mm -hmm. lay a hand on you, if I was standing there, if I see it happen, mm -hmm. I will be the first person to jump in and fight on your behalf. Probably won't be there, though. Physical but... violence is never acceptable to me, okay. nor is it acceptable to the conservatives I know and respect. Mm -hmm. And let me also be clear. Right. If you're a conservative, yeah. and by the way, you ever threaten anyone, you're not a friend of mine, you're not a friend of this program. Oh, and by no. the way, or the conservative movement of which I'm just a small part of. Right. And with mm -hmm. that said, many people's memories though are really short. Remember Obama talked about getting in people's faces? Remember mm -hmm. he said some guy named Mr. Burgess, we're gonna send him to Sean Hannity so we can tear him up? Remember more mm -hmm. recently we saw what happened to Sarah Sanders and her family thrown out of a restaurant? They followed her family to the next restaurant. Yeah. What happened to Pam Bondi and Secretary Nielsen? Well, mm -hmm. let's go down memory lane. Okay. I was asked to leave a restaurant this weekend where I attempted to have dinner with my family. My husband and I politely left and went home. I was asked to leave because I work for President Trump. Three huge guys came up and started probably an inch from my face, screaming at me every word in the book, cursing as loud as they could. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen is in a Mexican restaurant of all places. F***ing gold. Shame on you. Shame. Shame. Now, Jim, I have a question. Did you ever pick up the phone? Did you call Sarah Sanders? Did you call Pam Bondi, the Secretary of State in Florida? Did you call Secretary Nielsen after they were run out of places publicly in a violent, what looked like could become a violent situation? If you did, by the way, good for you. No, you didn't. On this program, we call out bias. We will do so as long as... So, I mean, it's interesting because it, that's all true. It's all true. But with both sides going at each other like this all the time, how do we ever come together? How do we ever agree on anything? Is it even possible anymore? I don't know. We're just uh, so petty now. Hmm. And we're so angry now. You know, Glenn's got this book coming out, Hooked on Outrage, Addicted to Outrage. Mm -hmm. And we really are. I think Twitter and Facebook have just amplified, especially Twitter, just amplified this problem uh, by a factor of a hundred. And so I don't, I don't, I don't know how we get together anymore. I mean, people are always looking to dig up stuff from the past. Here, there's another baseball pitcher, Yankees pitcher Sonny Gray, the latest victim of his own old tweets. Mm. Uh, he was having a poor night on the mound last night, and uh, two questionable tweets were deleted from his account before the game ended. So he got pulled out of the game, and then I don't know if he went to the dugout and started deleting tweets or what happened. But the first uh, tweet in question appears to be a racist slur in a tweet unearthed back in uh, from 2012 when he was in the minors of the Oakland Athletics Organization. He told reporters after the game the tweet was an inside joke directed at a friend. Doesn't say what the tweet was, though. Gray said uh, when shown the tweet, that was an inside joke. I'm comfortable with who I am. You can ask anybody in this club about clubhouse who I am and what I'm about. People are trying to dig stuff up. Ask Sir Peanut. Do you know who Sir Peanut is? I, I'm not familiar with Sir Peanut. <laughs> Sir Peanut. He's one of my best... Sir Peanut's one of his best friends. You know what? Mr. Twitter is one of my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He says, I played with him forever. We went on vacation together. Uh, the other tweet is from 2009, nine years ago, in which he referenced when Hall of Fame pitcher Pedro Martinez was lifted from a game at Yankee Stadium and was seen smiling as he walked to the dugout. He referenced it in a tweet. So what? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, we're pretty hard up to find something incriminating on somebody when you have to go to, hey, this pitcher talked about another pitcher smiling after being taken out of a game when he was getting uh, crushed. Uh, Just bizarre. Ironically, Gray was seen with a grin on his face as a chorus of boos came from the fans when he was relieved after the third inning Uh, After allowing seven earned runs over eight hits in two and two-thirds innings uh, and the Yankees' 7-5 loss to the Orioles. He said, as many times as I've done that this year, it's a frustrating spot to be in. That's kind of how I handle situations, how I tell myself to move on and not let it get to you. But this is what we're doing. We've done it to um, how many guys? Hater. Yep. um, Sean Newcomb. Sean Newcomb. We've had a bunch just in the last week. There have been five major league players who people, for some reason, are digging up old tweets and exposing them again. I don't know why anybody who's ever tweeted anything negative doesn't just delete their account. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Just delete your Twitter account. Who cares? Is it really that important? Start a new one and start tweeting sunshine and lollipops. That's all. (laughs) Everything is everything is blue skies and sunshine from yeah. now on. Yep. And you love everybody. And everything. And everything. And anything the mm. left likes. You like. You like. You like it more than the left more does. More than they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. Plus, we should have open borders. Just tweet all that stuff. Who cares? Who cares? Because uh, if you tweet anything about the border being secured, uh, you're obviously a racist hater, and you're going to lose your job in the major leagues. So I don't know that it's worth it, frankly. So if you have to tweet, just tweet sunshine and lollipops. Delete your old account, start a new one, sunshine and lollipops. Huh, I'm going to start that. I'm going to try that starting today. Yeah, do it. Okay. Yeah. Everything is just beautiful. It's wonderful. <laughs> we love everybody. Uh you know, maybe if you have to put up a link, put up a link to an old Mr. Rogers show. Hi, neighbor. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Maybe we could learn a lot from Mr. Rogers. 888 A recent uh, survey from the Freedom Forum Institute <clears throat> found that a, while a vast majority of Americans claim they support First Amendment rights, uh, most of them can't define what those rights are. Uh, according to the annual State of the First Amendment survey, 1,009 Americans, American adults. Okay. These are adults, remember. 74% of respondents disagreed with the statement that the First Amendment goes too far in the rights it guarantees. Good. Good. <laughs> Yet 40% could not correctly identify a single one of those rights. Um, similarly, 36% of respondents could list, uh, could list just one of the freedoms protected by the amendment, while just one person, keep in mind, this was over a thousand people, one listed all five that are, uh, mentioned in the first amendment. One. (laughs) 
one out of a thousand? So you're telling me one one thousandth of Americans can identify all five of the rights contained and mentioned in the First Amendment. Holy cow. We're doomed. You know this, right? I mean, sunshine and lollipops and Mr. Rogers memes coming to a Twitter account near you. Uh Uh-huh. Real soon, like. It just feels like that right now. It just does. Uh, It feels like we're doomed. We can't be. And I I don't believe we are, but man, it does feel like it right now. We're good. We're good? No, we're good. fine, right? We're good. And you're going to yeah. love my tweet in a second because it's going to make you smile. Oh, good. Add hangry I Keith. I want to smile. You will That's smile. That's great. In just a moment. It's great. 888 Jeez. So I guess the moral of the story is if we want to be better than this, let's educate our kids at yeah. least. Okay? Because yeah. they're not getting this in school, obviously. A lot of adults didn't get this in school. Or they got it and didn't pay much attention, and they've forgotten it, or they don't care about it. But let's not be apathetic. Let's take it into our own hands, and let's teach our kids um, the Constitution. And let me tell you about something else you may not know a lot about. It's called um, home uh, title fraud. What happens is you get a threatening letter from some bank you don't recognize, And they say they might be foreclosing on your home because you made no payments on your $100,000 equity loan. Uh, Except you didn't take out an equity loan. Some identity theft uh, thief took it out on you. Because all they have to do with your title online and all your information online is find it there online. Real easy to do. And then they just transfer the information to a uh, quit deed document and then forge your signature. And now they own your home. And you don't even know about it. You don't even know what happened. Nobody alerts you. There is no bank. There is no identity theft program. There's no insurance, no homeowner's insurance that protects you from this. And unlike just the regular identity theft, they're not ringing up just a 1000 or $2,000 on your credit card. They're ringing up, some, in some cases, six-figure debt on, on you. So if... You would like to stop this. If this sounds somewhat shocking and uh, frightening, do what I did. Sign up for Home Title Lock right now for just pennies a day. Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. So the instant they detect any tampering, they're on it to help shut it down. And you can find out if you're already a victim of title fraud by getting your $60 search free when you sign up at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Uh, by the way, the five rights protected in the First Amendment religion, speech, press, assembly, and then the tough one that most of us forget uh, petition to petition the government for redress of your grievances. Did you say religion? I did say religion. Okay. It's the first one I said. All right. 
That Sorry. is the first one listed. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Very good. 888 uh, And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, Mike uh, tweets, The answer to Pico the shark saga is simple. There's a female shark out there named DeGaio that he's looking for. Pico DeGaio. Uh, the prolific Jeannie <laughs> Chapel. The Alex Jones audio ought to be turned into a callback ringtone. I want telemarketers to hear succulent hot dogs on a loop when they call. <laughs> uh, and from Lone Wolf 2965, if you've ever tried to buy succulent hot dogs, you know you need to show ID at the grocery store. <laughs> yep. Also, uh, Keith apparently just tweeted out a gentle picture of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. That hungry Keith, and I'm sure there's something more to that. What do you mean? Since you keep bringing it up, I'm what? sure what? that there's something else We were just talking about Sunshine and Lollipops and mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers. You even said, mm-hmm. just tweet out episodes of Mr. Rogers. And I... And you did. I sent out a picture of Mr. Rogers. Okay. Okay. 888 and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Unleashed <laughs> on Twitter. Um, as Ocasio-Cortez's uh, big... Uh, nationwide tour continues. I'm just wondering how uh, how many converts she's getting to her socialist policies. You think she's influencing? I think she's influencing a lot of young people, a lot of them. And uh, so this is so important to educate our kids on why this is wrong, why you shouldn't have government handouts. Uh, the trap that is, the snare that is. I mean, if if we don't educate our kids, then we're just leaving them out there for uh, for the propagandists in our educational system to do it for us. And they are doing it. They are doing it. And then we're just going to lose our rights. You look at South Africa right now. South African President uh, Cyril Ramaphosa just said the ruling African National Congress must initiate a parliamentary process to enshrine in the Constitution a proposed amendment paving the way for land grabs without compensation. Yeah, uh, he has vowed to return the lands owned by the white farmers since the 1600s to the country's black population. After he assumed office in February uh, of this year. So he's going to make it constitutional for white farmers to lose their land and have it given given to uh, blacks. Who, in a lot of cases, I mean, they tried this, right? Isn't this what they did in Zimbabwe? How well did that work out for him? <laughs> it starved a population because the friends that he handed him out to didn't know how to farm didn't want to farm and so the food wasn't grown and uh so they didn't have anything to eat i i mean this is really bad if if i were a white farmer in south africa right now i think i'd be for leaving oh yeah i think i'm leaving town oh i'm terrified bye-bye and you should be terrified because are they going to protect you is the government going to protect you are the authorities going to protect you when people come for you not for half a second. Really frightening. Um, and it's hard to believe that, you know, they're too busy denouncing Israel at the UN to do anything about this. It just goes to show you how worthless the UN is. Do they ever take on 
uh, a situation that needs to be addressed ever? Sure doesn't seem like it. Um, so uh, we watch we watch South Africa lapse again into chaos. I mean, is it any better that the blacks are doing this to the whites than when the whites were doing it to the blacks? Does it is it better now? This is why um, Nelson Mandela was so extraordinary. You know, I hated his his politics. I I hated the communist part of of what he believed. But he wanted to reconcile with whites, and his policy was okay. We're not gonna we're not gonna get revenge. We're not gonna do that. We're not going back down that road because it would just be like they are. And now this guy is going back and undoing all the good that Nelson Mandela did. There have been growing fears that uh, the planned expropriation will deal a blow to commercial farming in the country and might put it on the verge of a food production crisis, you think? Like the one that struck Zimbabwe. (laughs) No kidding! Yeah. Promoting his plan to boost land redistribution in March... Ramaphosa sought to assure white citizens who constitute roughly 9% of the total population. Wow, just 9%. That the government would handle the controversial matter through dialogue, discussion, engagement, until we find good solutions that take our country forward. Oh, well then, don't worry about it. Sounds like they solved it before they even started. Right? And then he said, there's no reason for any any of us to panic and start beating war drums. <laughs> okay. I Please, uh, if you're within the sound of my voice in South Africa, white people, you might want to get out while the getting is good because uh, this is not going to end well. I don't see anybody who's going to rise up and stop this madness. Um, actually, they, they've said moving is a matter of life and death for these people. Uh, and the region's deputy commissioner for human rights told uh, Russia today there is a plan in place to resettle up to 50 of the white families and potentially up to 500 who would uh, arrive in other countries with their own cattle. So they'd take their cattle and get out. Pretty good idea, I would say. I might even leave my cattle behind. Just get out. 888 Also, Dak Prescott, who is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, this guy, I, I'm becoming a huge fan of his. He is bravely and boldly standing by his anthem comments, despite this firestorm that's coming down on him. Uh, He's taken a beating on social media because uh, he said last week that he supports owner Jerry Jones about, you know, standing for the anthem. Jones said the Cowboys must stand with their toes on the line or face the possibility of losing their jobs. It's his business. Should be able to say that. So Dak Prescott said uh, his words, which were contrary to NFL policy, apparently, and prompted a league-wide gag order on him, didn't face him because he believed in standing and was going to do what he'd always done, and that's stand for the anthem. He said, it's America's team. We're the Dallas Cowboys. We should stand for the anthem. So everybody came down on him like a ton of bricks because of it. How dare you? 
In fact, he was called a, um, oh gosh, all sorts of things. A house Negro. That's what he was called. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's despicable. And despicable. plenty of racial epithets thrown at him on social media. Um, Unbelievable. And all Dak said was it's just not the time or place for that. He didn't say you shouldn't kneel. He didn't say you should kneel. He just said, look, we're here for a football game. Mm-hmm. That's not where you'd want to do that. This isn't the time or place. And uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott backed him up on that. And he said, look, we're here to play football. Everybody wants to see football. Why would you bring this into the game? Let's leave the game out of it. And so Dak was asked, well, what about people calling you a house Negro and all that kind of stuff? He said, I'm, I'm, I don't care. You get on social media, you see it. It doesn't bother me. I said what I said. You have an opinion. Everyone else has an opinion. They're all entitled to it as well. I accepted what they said and respect it. They should respect mine. Wow. And he left it at that. Love this guy. What a giant. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, losing weight can be difficult, but there are ways to make it less so. And one of those ways is Riduzone. This is a safe, natural, FDA acknowledged dietary supplement that you take, and it contains OEA. You know, that's the stuff in olive oil. They've extracted it from olive oil, and it boosts your metabolism and it helps reduce your appetite. So that you're not struggling with it all day. It's, it makes it so much easier. So if you've been trying everything and you can't seem to get over the hump, or if you did lose weight and you just want to keep it off now and you want to keep your mind off food all the time, this is a great way to do it. RidUZone.com. Enter the promo code PAT to get 30% off a three-month supply. RidUZone.com. Promo code PAT. 30% off a three-month supply. It's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. RidUZone.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Charles in Florida. Charles, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How are you doing today? Doing good. Well, um, no, as I was talking to, uh, to Keith before, I was saying, um, just got back from South Africa a couple weeks ago, and there's a lot of things, there are a lot of things happening there <clears throat> that you talk about all the time. Mm. Um, that kind of are just pushed down that road of, of this very liberal agenda, like renaming streets, tearing down statues, all of that stuff that um, is starting to happen here sometimes. But <clears throat> it's just so much further down the line, there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what were you doing just, there? Uh, are you there? Were you there on business or just for vacation? No, my wife was actually born there, so this was my second time. Okay. Uh, my last. My last time um, was 18 years ago, so I've seen the progression in that amount of time as well. Um, but we were we were visiting family, so. And so, are the whites? Uh, I, I mean, there've already been some really serious things happening, some murders. Um, it, does it seem like they're in danger right now? I mean, people live in a very secure zone. So, like, if you're 
middle class. Pretty much everyone in a middle class neighborhood lives in a, a, a walled off razor wire on the top neighborhood with a perimeter alarm and armed security. So people live, especially around, wow. you know, Johannesburg. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> there's definitely a fear. There's a huge security industry there because of this. Um, the, the wealth inequality is definitely triggers some of this in a 27% unemployment rate. Um, so you definitely have the haves and the have-nots, and there's a, there's a stark contrast with that. So They have a 27% unemployment rate? Yeah, those are the new numbers that just came out. So. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Man. So it's just, it's just very, um, <clears throat> it's the ultimate of, of like this anti-colonial um, attitude that's kind of worldwide now. Mm-hmm. But it's just very uh, stark there because of their uh, recent history, you know. Yeah. So it's playing out faster and then the demographics and all the, all the different things that come into play, you know. Yeah. That's frightening. So, it, so go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say it's just it blows my mind every time I go there because it's just a first world country that's just falling apart because mm. there, you know was once a, it has the first world infrastructure in most places, um, but then you have these shanty towns that that don't have that. Right. Um, I was I was telling Keith about one that's being built right up to the edge of a golf course on private land, but they can't kick them off because it's just the way the legal process works and the favoritism that's shown to, to people who are squatting. So it's, uh, it's, it's when, I think when land ownership crumbles like that, it it definitely starts to tear apart your society and Mm -hmm. your, your freedom, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Appreciate the call. Uh, thanks Charles. Uh, we were there actually, um, six or seven years ago. It was during our Israel trip. So when did that happen? 2011. Yep. Then we went to South Africa as part of that trip. And uh, it is a, we were in Cape Town and it is a beautiful place. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Of course, we were in the nice part of town staying with a guy who was, I think, a billionaire uh, at his home on the beach. And that was pretty awesome. That was pretty, pretty amazing. But then you drive just a few miles away. And you see, like Charles said, the shanty towns, and you see the abject par- poverty, and it's heart wrenching. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know how you pull out of that. And if you're, if you have all of this hatred to deal with, uh, as well as the societal problems that are going on, the economic problems that are going on, uh, that makes it pretty tough. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. What did you uh, try to send me here? Yeah, I see that it's got a pop-up on yours there. Yeah. But there's an uh, article that uh, someone posted for us um, that just, it's from the Australian newspaper, and it goes through all of these horrible stories, and if you just read the caption... From South Africa? Yeah, from South Africa, and if you literally just scroll through them, which you're welcome to do here um, if you want to take it through my screen, but basically, it's just horrific tales that people have endured uh, torture and death mm. and losing loved ones um so a lot of horrific horrific things have already uh, happened uh yeah, I, yeah. and i think we've talked about some of them uh-huh. and now they're talking about taking you know more land from white people and when that happens it's not going to be pretty people are going to get hurt white people are going to be killed uh and if who's going to protect them nobody there's going to be nobody. I I just, you know, 
this seems like a problem that if you had an agency that was supposed to deal with situations around the world where human rights violations were occurring, what would you call a, an agency like that, a, an organization that you know was kind of worldwide in its scope? It was a, a, bunch, a of, bunch of nations. bunch of different nations that got together and agreed on certain things. Kind of came together. Yeah, like were, a united group of of nations of the world, like a league of nations or or... I don't know if you'd want to call it that, because um, that wouldn't work. Maybe you would call it United Nations, huh. something like that. Like maybe. It's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> so pathetic. I mean, this goes to exactly what we say all the time. Get rid of the UN. It just It's a worthless piece of crap. That is nothing but a an organization that bashes Israel and the United States of America. We're the problem. According to the UN, not South Africa and what they're doing to white people. Don't even worry about that. I mean, it's really amazing. Hello, UN? Anybody? Anybody care about these people in South Africa that are about to have their land stolen from them? And then who knows what's going to happen to them when their land is stolen from them? Nah, don't worry about it. I'm sure everything will be fine. I'm sure it'll work out. Things have a, you know what? Things have a way of working themselves out. That's that's where we'll go with that right now. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, one of my favorite senators, um, Senator Blumenthal from Connecticut. He's <laughs> fantastic. Telling NBC NBC reporters that uh, Trump's Mueller Sessions tweet is evidence of intent to obstruct justice. He's so brilliant. Watch him here, Richard. If it isn't obstruction of justice itself, it is evidence of intent to obstruct justice. (laughs) These kinds of threats are no accident. They reflect state of mind and intent to obstruct justice. Okay, so it's that's great. I like the uh, phrasing on that. It is not obstructing justice. It's evidence of intent to obstruct justice. You have that? You got that down now? That's a legal legal term. It's intent? Intent. Yeah. Evidence of evidence. intent to obstruct justice. So I guess you know the intent of what he is doing. Somehow you know you know what's in his heart when he's tweeting stuff. You know it. So <sighs> and just impeach him. I mean <laughs> let's just move on. Just right? impeach him. <sighs> this guy's so ridiculous. Um but, you know, they uh, they continue to be reelected over and over and over again in states like Connecticut. And so what are you going to do? Uh, nothing. Because uh, nobody's ever going to vote him out of office. You know, it used to be that I, I've said this many times before. It used to be that I thought we had term limits and they were called elections. But nobody ever, uh, <laughs> no incumbents ever get beaten. I know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we continue oh. to deal with the same stinking incumbents then. And then we complain about the people that we elect over and over again collectively. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, you know. And it's our fault because mm-hmm. we don't get rid of them. And and we don't, we're, we're not active enough in the process. We're not active enough in getting out the vote and encouraging people to vote. And again, you know, educating our kids on voting and all of the things that we need to if 
all of the things that are within our control, we should be doing, but we're not. And so that contributes to the problem we have. I mean, we have a society where you just read a study that one out of 1,009 Americans who were asked, only one individual knew all five of the rights protected by the First Amendment. Name them now. Name all five. Who, me? Can you, can you do that? Uh, religion. Wait a minute. Oh. Hold on. Go ahead. Religion. Religion. Speech. Speech. Press. Press. Right to assemble. Assemble. Petition now, the government. Get the t- yeah, you got it. Yeah, what do I win? Yeah, what do I get? Yeah, you got it. What? What? Um, Alex, what do I win? Um, you win a brand new 2018 Cadillac Seville door handle screw. Congratulations. Where? Where is it? I'm gonna go get it. Uh, in a second, it's out there in the parking lot. I saw it on the way in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. How do you know it was a Cadillac Seville door? Uh, handle I know screw? my door handle screws. Come on. <laughs> Look at this. Mr. Twitter is also a Mr. Door Handle Screw Knowledge Guy person. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I can identify a door handle screw and tell you what car it belongs to every time. Really? You believe that? Because I've got mm-hmm. a whole bucket of them down here. We can just quiz you on the air. <laughs> And maybe later. Okay. All right. 888 The other thing I wanted to play for you was the uh, Joy Behar-Megan McCain battle over oh. Al Franken. Oh. Megan McCain actually holds her own here and makes some makes a pretty good case. Even though Joy, who is the worst named person on the face of this planet, <laughs> <laughs> Joy is just, you know, doing her regular Joy thing. And... Uh, and Megan uh, gets right back in her face. Right after um, uh, Al Franken attacked, mm-hmm. well, sort of attacked him verbally, um, mm-hmm. uh, at Jeff Sessions, mm-hmm. he suddenly became the target uh, of the right wing to get him out of office. Franken did. And then um, mm-hmm. Gillibrand, Gillibrand, is that her name? Mm-hmm. She, she was person. out to get yeah. him also. And, um, uh-huh. and the Democrats decided, oh, we're going to take the high road. Mm-hmm. And they basically uh-huh. lost a really good senator, in my oh, opinion. Really and, good, um, Al Franken. You, know, you kidding? The way I saw that photograph where he was putting right. his hands, pretending to like touch them, which he didn't really uh-huh. touch them. Right. That was a sophomoric joke by a comedian uh, in a time when he didn't know he was going to become a senator. He was fooling around. He was a comic. Does that matter that he didn't know he was going to become a senator? Does that is that have any bearing on the situation, Joy? Uh, we're standing by for your defense of President Donald Trump. Right. Of things he did right. before he knew he was going to be president. Oh, and to his credit, he said she didn't have any ability to consent. She had every right to feel violated by that photo. So he's a gentleman. And he took. <laughs> he's a gentleman? Yeah, gentlemen are always taking pictures like that of women and, and forcibly kissing them and stuff. That's what gentlemen do. The hit. You know? Right. And now, can we please move on and get the great um, senator back okay. and get rid of the president? Nice pose. <laughs> well, can I just say, uh, yeah. the woman in that photo is my friend. Yay! So I don't want to... He also is accused of forcibly kissing her as well. Uh, she came on the show. She's an old, old friend of mine, Leanne Tweeden, and I believe women should be believed. Uh, I also think... think wait, it was uh, it wasn't just because I, You just said it was a right-wing attack or whatever. Or something well, he's with the, the impetus of Jeff Sessions. That is, that's crazy on, on so many different levels. And by the way, it was yeah. Democratic senators that did this to him. Susan, Kristen Gillibrand, Claire McCaskill, Elizabeth Warren, Diane Feinstein, Kamala Harris, Heidi Heitkamp, Tammy nice. Duckworth, Patty Murray, nice. Maggie Hassan, Thank Tammy you. Baldwin, Deb.
Debbie mm-hmm. Stebenow, Maria Cantwell. They have Ma- to. Maisie, it was right on the heels of the Roy but Moore. But this group of women who are a lot of up-and-comers in the Democratic Party, bring it up with them. Don't blame Leanne tweeting. Don't blame Republicans. I don't know if your friend was not political. Is there more to say on this? Wait, I have to make one clarification. When I said that I don't believe all women should believe, it's not that I think they shouldn't be believed. I'm saying that in a big movement, you have people that can make false accusations that you really have to look at Woman's breast in a photo, everyone here would be He's screaming bloody murder. Right. She did a pretty decent job mm-hmm. there. It was, it was pretty it was a pretty good defense. I love that she had that list available of all yeah. of the uh of all the Democratic, Democratic senators. Female senators, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh and you, you just you want to make you want to make the point that that women should be believed. We made that point many times. You don't immediately believe them. You take them seriously. You listen to them. But there needs to be a process afterward where you find out if they're believable or not, where you find out if it really happened or not. There needs to be due process here involved. But Pat, but Pat, does it matter if we lost a really good senator? <laughs> Shouldn't he have like the really good senator clause step in there? Oh, yeah. Supersede whatever yeah. happened? No. Mm-mm. Oh, Lord. Al Franken, a really good senator. Only Joy Behar would say something like that. 888 Let me tell you about Spymaster, which is this summer's must-read thriller. This is something you should take to the beach with you or, you know, read at bedtime or during the day, skip work, and just sit home and read it. I mean, you will love it. It's about a rumor, a remote cabin in Norway, and... An American intelligence operative charged with stopping the next world war before it begins. You probably know him. Counterterrorism expert Scott Harvath. His mission this time is one of the deadliest he's ever undertaken. The Real Spy Book says Spymaster is filled with enough action for two books. And it's the most gripping novel of Brad Thor's iconic career. In Spymaster, Scott Harvath proves more cunning, more dangerous, more lethal than ever before. Get it right now download it and have it in 30 seconds or you can go pick up the hard copy it's on sale now wherever books are sold spy master by brad thor on sale everywhere pat gray unleashed the blaze radio network is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Kind of a mystery to me as to why we're not talking about this. I I guess we're not talking about it because it involves white people in South Africa. And I don't know if the thought process is, well, they deserve it Mm because they discriminated against blacks for so long. Is there another explanation you can think of? I mean, the things that are going on um, reported in the Australian killed because they're white uh some of the survivors this uh woman nietzsche simpson sitting in the chair she was found in after her feet were drilled through with a power tool on her farm west of johannesburg 
Um, she was also being suffocated from a plastic bag over her head. And then the getaway driver started getting anxious and sounding his horn, and they finally left. Um, then there's uh, this couple attacked in February on a farm. Uh, two men who attacked with a knife and a screwdriver after a third man came into their remote farmhouse with a handgun, shot him three times. Pretty lucky to be alive. Um... In January, four black men attacked Piet Ells, 86 years old, on his Kimberly farm. They beat him with a metal bar and burned him with an iron. Under a rain of blows, he couldn't remember the code for the safe. He had no electric fences or guard dogs, and he was a friend of Nelson Mandela, so he thought his reputation would protect him. And he thought wrong. And that was a long time ago, and they're not worried about that anymore. Um... This woman was offered the opportunity to either be raped or killed. She could choose. And so three men raped her. Um, this little girl, seven years old, told the man who shot her, shot and killed her father in front of her on the family's uh, chicken farm that he could take her piggy bank if he would stop hurting her father. She's now being treated with antidepressants seven years years old and these stories go on and on it's a lengthy story it's in the australian uh you can read about it if you want to it's called uh killed because they're white yeah we'll post that at pet unleashed you know and now they're talking about and the president of the of the country is talking about uh they're going to change the constitution so that you can just take the farms from the white people and they're already doing that they're already attacking the whites on their farms uh, so when it's a constitutional right, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? And why isn't anybody doing anything about it? I mean, it's pretty amazing. Pretty sad and, and pathetic. 888 uh, Also, uh, you know, we heard about North Korea sending the remains of our soldiers home finally after all this time well there were 55 boxes of bones handed over to us um that north korea said were the remains of american war dead they provided one military dog tag but no other information that could help forensic experts determine their individual identities um so thanks Uh, thanks could take them years to identify um, who they have. There's also 77, over 7,700 servicemen who are still missing and unaccounted for. And, and those, they don't know where they are. And those are just the Americans that are missing. Yeah. I mean, there's others as well. So. Yeah. It was a big UN operation. So there were Australians, Belgians, French, uh, people from the Philippines, and uh, they all have missing and war dead as well that North Korea hasn't done anything about. So, uh, and they've said nothing about the whereabouts of the missing. And we were, we were uh, looking at a story as the show was ending yesterday. And the guy, uh, they, they were showing video of him when he was captured in North Korea. Alive and well. Alive and well. Perfectly fine. Never came home. Don't know anything about what happened to him. And it's been, you know, all this time. It's been since 1952. Uh, where is he? 
did he die? Has he been killed? Is he there? Did he defect? I mean, what happened to this guy? His family doesn't know. Nobody knows. And uh, North Korea isn't saying. Well, if we've improved relations so much, we should be getting that information out of them. I mean, it's just, that is way beyond time. And I, I, I mean, I don't know how you normalize anything or come to any agreement without making clear that, okay, you return all remains and you let us know what happened to all of these men. What happened to the 7,700 that are still missing in action? I mean, are you still keeping some of them? Are some of them alive still in a labor camp somewhere? Or did they die in a labor camp? And we need to know that, too. Now, you got to put some pressure on them, I think. Uh, and once and for all, let, let's find out what happened to these American heroes. 888 right, next hour, we're going to tell you about a gay couple who was asked to move so that a straight couple could sit together on an Alaskan Airlines flight. And we'll find out, well, we'll investigate together whether or not that was uh, sheer unadulterated, unadulterated discrimination and hatred. Or were they just, I mean, did Alaskan Airlines just think, well, those are two guys sitting together. Let's see if uh, they'll let a couple sit together. Maybe they didn't even know they were gay. I don't know. Uh, there's, But they're suing, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're suing. So we got that going for us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat, and you're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. If you like what you're hearing on this show, then you should also check out the Glenn Beck Program. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison allows students to formally report microaggressions when filing a bias incident report to school authorities. <laughs> microaggressions. Okay. Um, those include things like, you know, bias or hate incidents. And then they describe those. Uh, by choosing from a list of categories, including microaggression, non-threatening, and threatening language, vandalism, physical assault, and more. <clears throat> Incidents of bias and hate can even occur if the act itself is unintentional or delivered as a joke, prank, or having humorous intent. Okay. That can still be a microaggression. All right. So what you should do is uh, is never talk to anything ever about anybody about anything ever. Done. I can handle that. Stop interacting with other human beings. That's the root of all human conflict or all conflict in the mm-hmm. world. Humans interacting with other humans. Nobody would fight if you just don't talk to anybody anymore. Cool. 
The form then asks if the student wishes to be contacted by the Bias Response and Advocacy Coordinator. Oh, sweet. I wonder how much that position pays. What? Okay, I mean, give me the title again. I'm going to look at Wisconsin the Public. Bias Response and Advocacy Coordinator. <laughs> and Wisconsin, you're paying for that. So congratulations. While also giving students the opportunity to explain who was involved in the incident, the university elaborates that microaggressions can include being forced to choose male or female when completing forms or paperwork. Oh, no. I No, do people really do that? Do they force you to choose between male and female? Like, are you a male or a female? You're making me make that choice? How dare you? I do want to congratulate Satya Chima. Um, she, mm. as you as you know, is an experienced advocate for students. Of course. In fact, um, sure. She she joined the <laughs> University of Wisconsin at Madison's uh, Dean Student Office as the bias response and advocacy coordinator uh, back in April of 2017. Okay. Um, and, and do we know how much? We're still she makes? looking for her salary. I'm just I just wanted to congratulate her okay. for being. Um, she has to go home at night and probably ask her um, husband and just be. Can you believe her family must be they're proud? They're paying me <laughs> to report. There was a there was an English professor who had a form for students to fill out, and he dared to ask in there, male or female. They're paying me to crack down on that kind of stuff. Well, or you could not call someone by their preferred gender pronoun, yeah, like G, you know, the XI thing. G, if you don't do that, mm-hmm. if you use he or she when they want you to call them G. Mm-hmm. $42,000 a year for, uh, for Miss Chima. Okay. Uh, or a microaggression can include unwillingness to listen closely how to correctly pronounce non-English names. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got to listen closely? Yeah, you do. Oh, well, then I'm a yeah. microaggressor every single every day. Every time. I can never remember anybody's name, whether it's non-English, English, Spanish, French, German, Swahili, uh, Mandarin, Chinese. I don't. I never catch names. I don't. I just, it takes a long time. Takes, I, I just learned his name like three weeks ago. What so, is it? Pop quiz. Come on. What's my last uh, name? Is it? Uh, Come on, man. What's my first? Okay. Hold on. Time out. What's my first name? Mm, Kevin. Kevin, right? I get that a lot. Kevin. Sure. We'll go with that one. <laughs> I'm the same way. So we are microaggressors. Microaggressors. Uh, guilty as charged. Mm-hmm. We've aggressed against someone in a micro way. You know... <laughs> So we are keeping an employee <laughs> on the on the state dole there in Wisconsin, apparently. And that's people, great. People like you and me. We're responsible for somebody having mm-hmm. a forty two thousand dollar a year job. That's pretty awesome. Taxpayers of Wisconsin, you should be so proud. Gosh. I mean, they deserve it in that stupid state though, because mm-hmm. it's such a liberal, ridiculous, progressive <laughs> state. It's really it's the birthplace of American progressivism. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin. I don't know if a lot of people know that. I, I don't. I bet they don't. But it is. So well, hell, they don't even know the five freedoms guaranteed in the First Amendment. You're, you're sure, surely they're not going to know the history <laughs> of progressivism in their state. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Now, more than a micro. This is a macro aggression that was committed against this gay couple on Alaskan Airlines, um, and there's a report about it. And uh, you're going to be weeping in just a moment when you hear the horrific uh, thing that happened to these people. 
A gay couple say they were asked to give up their seats for a straight couple on an Mm -hmm. Alaska Airlines flight from New York to Los Angeles. David Cooley, owner of the West Hollywood gay bar The Abbey, made his story public in a Facebook post. Cooley wrote, I've never been so discriminated against while traveling before. I was removed from an Alaska Airlines flight number 1407 from John F. Kennedy International Airport to LAX Mm -hmm. to give preferential treatment to a straight couple. Cooley explained that his traveling companion was asked to give up his pre premium seat and moved to coach so another couple could sit together. He mentions that oh, because no. they couldn't bear the feeling of humiliation for the long flight, they, couldn't they bear left it. the plane and <laughs> were eventually able to get a flight through Delta. Alaska Airlines huh, apologized okay. in a tweet saying they mistakenly booked two people in one seat, <laughs> clarifying that they hold a zero tolerance policy for discrimination. Fox News also obtained a statement from Alaska Airlines saying they are investigating the details and communicating directly with all the guests involved. That's that's macro on a massively macro level. Um, okay, first of all, did you catch the fact mm-hmm. that the gay couple was sitting apart from each other? One was in a premium seat, meaning obviously first class. The other wasn't. So they asked this guy to move when he wasn't even sitting with his partner. Apparently, what do you <laughs> could could you move so that we, these this couple could sit together? Is that too much to ask, especially if you're a single guy sitting there? They don't know you're gay. They don't know if you're gay or not. What, what, excuse me. Are you gay? Could you move, please? I'm sensing that you're homosexual. Could you please move so that we can put a heterosexual couple in this row? <laughs> what, I mean, what gave it away? The fact uh, that my clothes match? Is that what did it? Yeah, well, you're really well-dressed. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, <laughs> I thought, that guy's got to be gay. <laughs> right? So, I, And I didn't want you in first class, so I thought, let's move him out of there. Let's get this one out of Let's here. get him out. <laughs> what a ridiculous, what a ridiculous thing to get all upset about. All, And then you're going to sue Alaskan Airlines because you were so embarrassed you couldn't bear to be on that flight anymore because they asked you to move for this couple? And again, who on that flight knew you were gay? How did they know? Uh, Were you redecorating the plane? (laughs) I mean, what do you... What was their clue there? Were the two of you making out when you got on the plane? What is... How do you even know? So they go up to this guy and they say, hey, we've got, you know, this husband and wife would like to sit together. Do you mind just moving? First of all, I'm not, if, if I have a first class seat, I would be pissed if you're asking me to sit back and coach. Oh, I want to be compensated. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. You want to be compensated. And rather than being compensated, I just want the seat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's a lot more room and I'm going to, it's going to hurt my back to sit back there. I, no, I don't want to. You don't want to sit back there I don't with want me? to. No. With, with Kevin? No. I don't, <laughs> want, I don't even know this guy's name. I'm not swear. sitting back there with him. <laughs> so I think they just asked him to move to a different seat, you know, so that the two could sit together and then he could sit by himself because he was sitting by himself anyway, sounds like. Mm-hmm. I mean, this stuff is just ridiculous and we're just going to keep spiraling out of control until we get a grip on it and just say hey relax with that would you stop with your lawsuit throw the lawsuit out of court they just okay they made a mistake they didn't know you were gay sorry they were just trying to make an accommodation for a married couple didn't know you were here paired off with somebody 
I mean, how are you supposed to know that? 888-900-3393. A ruling from Oregon federal district judge uh, Marco Hernandez in a case involving a school which decided to allow transgender kids to use bathrooms, locker rooms, and showers of the opposite gender. Uh, A group of concerned parents took the school district to court, but Hernandez fortunately brought the hammer down against them. Good. Yeah. A federal judge in Oregon issued a ruling this week in favor of the transgender students, saying forcing them to use restrooms that correspond with the gender they were assigned at birth would violate civil rights law. <laughs> okay. 56-page opinion. Man. Um, said that transgender students should be allowed to use bathrooms that match the gender they identify with. In high school, there's no chance <laughs> that any guy would pretend mm-hmm. to have a gender identity situation going on. No. So that he could go into the girls' locker room. There's no chance of that ever happening. So this is such a great ruling. Yeah. Don't even worry about how the girls feel about it. Who cares? Right? Who cares? The girls don't like it? Tough. Yeah. Sorry. Then they're hateful. Yeah, they're hateful. Right. Thank you. The ruling upheld the policy of a school district in... Uh, the Dalles, Oregon, that allowed a male transgender student to use the boys' restrooms, showers, and locker rooms. Um, the judge dismissed claims by some students and parents, saying that other male students experienced embarrassment, humiliation, anxiety, intimidation, fear, apprehension, and stress Whoa. produced by using the restroom with students of the opposite sex. Wait, but uh-huh. he... Yeah. Hernandez, an Obama appointee. Wait, a what? An Obama mm-hmm. appointee took the same position we've seen so many times before. Um, uh, that that their their feelings didn't matter, uh, and they don't outweigh the uh, the transgender students. Is this a job for the bias response and advocacy coordinator, Satya? Chima? Oh, I think definitely. Yeah, I think definitely. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they have a bias and advocacy. Uh, coordinator at this particular high school though i don't think they do because i don't see them going into action the present case is somewhat different from many of the other cases in that rather than involving a challenge by a transgender student to a policy that barred them from using the restroom that matched their gender identity it deals with a challenge by a group of parents and community groups challenging a school policy that recognized the rights of transgender students I mean, the parents don't matter. Their kids don't matter. Nothing matters. But the the tiny, tiny group of people that uh, supposedly, and how do we know that they, that they identify differently? I don't know. I, do I know for a fact that, that a guy who wa- wants to be a girl and identifies as a girl, do, do I know a high school kid? Really? So this isn't some way to scam the system at all? Whoa, whoa. Scam it for what, Pat Gray? For heterosexual pleasure of some sort? What? That didn't even Uh occur to me. You're reading the story, and I'm thinking, man, (laughs) poor kids. You would never even think of that, right? Did not even cross my mind for a nano or a picosecond, for that matter. How's he doing? How's our shark doing? Uh, He's still confused. Okay. 
He's not the only one. Uh, Somebody in the school district is, yeah, too. We're all confused now. <laughs> all right. Let me tell you about um, Brickhouse Nutrition. Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Such great stuff. Um, did you know that kale, for the best flavor, kale must be harvested after the first frost? Course, I don't know if you're aware of, of that. Of course I knew that. Of course you did. I knew that. Being such a kale advocate and consumer... <laughs> As I am, uh, (laughs) I know that this ensures that some of the starches have turned into sugars. I don't think that's ever happened in kale I've tasted because it's always very, very bitter. And I there's no way there's any sugars in the kale that I've consumed. They must not be waiting till after the first frost. Oh, see, see. So you're willing to try it again? No. Oh, and now I don't have to because I have Field of Greens from Brickhouse (laughs) Nutrition, which. Uh, every scoop of this stuff is a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables and like a lot of kale in there. Prebiotic, probiotic, stuff that boosts your immune system, has antioxidant power, and it's not extracted from anything. It's actual real food. You just take a scoop and put it in eight ounces of water or your favorite drink. If you put it in water, it tastes like Kool-Aid. It sweetens your shake or your smoothie. It's easy and it tastes great. Go to BrickHousePat.com, try Field of Greens today. You'll get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Blaze Radio Network. Triple 8 at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Arc Builders PA tweets, I see you forgot health care, housing, and a living wage in your little list of rights guaranteed to Americans. Uh-huh. You evil, rich, white man. Thank you for noticing. Uh, ben Torgerson says, Isn't the South African Constitution that marvelous modern document that extols human rights that Ruth Bader Ginsburg thinks is so wonderful? Uh, yeah, it's one of them, right? I think it uh, is. I think so. Uh, she doesn't look obviously to the the U.S. Constitution. That one's too old. You um, should certainly be aided by all the mm-hmm. Constitution writing that has gone on. Yeah. Since the since. end of World War II. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I would not look to the U.S. Constitution no. if I were drafting a Constitution obviously. in the year 2012. I might look at the Constitution of South Africa. There it that is. That was a, a deliberate attempt uh-huh. to have a fundamental instrument of government that embraced sure. basic human rights, <laughs> had an independent judiciary. It's it, it really is. Uh, really is. I think a, uh, I think uh, a great, great uh, piece of work that was piece done. Of work. Uh, um, great. Much more recently. Yeah, so so good. In fact, that now they're they're amending it somewhat so that they can take. Uh, Land from white farmers. And torture them. A a wonderful, wonderful document. Um, And so, yeah, you wouldn't want to look toward the U.S. Constitution. That's, I mean, so bad. It's so stupid. And so old. Old. And it's kind of white, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the paper itself, even. How how many non-white people were involved in the writing of that Constitution? Mm -hmm. How Mm -hmm. many? 
I, 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 57 non-white people. Oh, that was a declaration of independence. Oh, non-white, people. non-white people. That I'm were actually 56. I'm people. getting hung up on, on the fact that the word <clears throat> woman mm-hmm. isn't anywhere in the constitution. That's what I was, uh, that's where my brain was. Cause I was thinking of Ginsburg, you know, neither really... is the word freedom. No, you did not do that. Your honor. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just nailed you to the wall. Okay. <laughs> I just nailed you because yeah. you brought up the woman thing. Yeah. So I had to hit you with the freedom word not being in the Constitution. That was pretty dramatic the way mm-hmm. you did that, too. Like there was music playing in my head uh-huh. and you waited for it to stop. Yeah. And then you said it. Uh-huh. It was good. Your Honor. <laughs> that movie comes out Christmas Day. I'm not even opening presents, man. Uh, no. Kids. Uh, going directly we're eating early to the lunch. Bader Ginsburg movie. We're catching movie. the 10 a.m. Ginsburg flick. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we still have a week left on our uh, refillable popcorn bucket. So I'm going down to the Ginsburg movie. We, yeah. can, do, we can do presents yeah, yeah. tonight, y'all. <laughs> I'm sure they'll they'll be happy to wait because it's the Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie. Oh, my kids are gonna love it. Oh, they're gonna love that. Mm. They're gonna love that so much. They're gonna be like, "Hey, wait, 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 Dad, Dad, this is the scene that you guys always talked about on Pat Unleashed. Mm-hmm. The music, the, the dramatic. Here we go, and then it stops, and then we're gonna sit there and we're gonna be listening quietly in the theater. Mm-hmm. How's mm-hmm. it go? The word woman does not appear even once in the U.S. Constitution. Yeah. Nor does the word freedom. Your Honor. There it is. Booyah! 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 Yes! (laughs) Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me check. Booyah! Let me check, hold on. Let me check my pocket constitution. Wait a minute. Well, you're not going to find much. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to find much. There's no word that says freedom. In the entire Constitution. Wait, what's that right here? What's that right there? What is that? What's that uh, word? Where? It looks similar, where? but it's like. Oh, that's similar to. That's free dome. That's the free free dome of <laughs> My speech. Bad. My bad. You're I'm ashamed. Stupid, Keith. I thought I thought oh, I had man. the booyah moment. No. Nope. Nope. She does. The word woman does woman. not appear even once in the U.S. Constitution. Idiot. Nor does the word freedom. Your Honor. Yeah. See, I thought she said free dome. Oh, and then the great music kicks in. Man, is that powerful. Ooh, I got chills. I got chills there. So there's freedom and free dome. The word woman doesn't appear anywhere in the Constitution. That's because women don't deserve any rights. <laughs> Your Honor. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I, I'm going to see that movie. Who is that sinister uh, Supreme Court justice? I have to know. Oh, uh, okay, I'll look that up. Told I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. Who told Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh-huh. the word woman uh-huh. <laughs> in the isn't? In the Constitution. Okay, let's see here. Let's see. Right. It's important to us here. You know, we got to get got to get this right. Uh, a lot of you know corrections on the word freedom not being there, but <laughs> I don't know if the if we're gonna we're probably gonna have to wait for the movie to find out who the Supreme Court justice is who was so terrible. Well, that he I can't. You think I can <laughs> wait that long? <laughs> I gotta know. And we're gonna find out. Oh, I'm so finding we'll this find out. out. 
I, you know, you wonder if it even happened or is that just part of the, uh, you know, entertainment license? We, we took poetic license with this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. 888 uh, We do have some good news here. This is kind of, this is an amazing story. <laughs> don't lie to me. This is an amazing story. Okay. Okay. Michael Phelps, greatest mm. swimmer of all time, right? Yeah. By far the best swimmer of all time. It used to be uh, Mark Spitz. It, but for some time now, it's been Michael Phelps. 28 Olympic medals, and I think 25 of them or 24 of them are gold. Uh, he held the world record in the 100-meter butterfly at 109-something. Um, a 10-year-old just broke it. 10-year-old kid, whose name, by the way, mm-hmm. is Clark Kent. So, yeah, they call him Superman. Clark Kent Apuata. Uh, Over the weekend, Clark competed at the Far West International Championship in California, where he won the 100-meter butterfly in 109.38. That's more than a second better than the 100-meter butterfly record that Phelps set at at the same championships in 1995. So how old was he? Do we know? <clears throat> well, let's see. How nope. old is he now? That's, I'm let's find do the out. math. Well, he's yep. probably, mm-hmm. what, 33 now? Michael Phelps. Hang on a second. So he was born in 85. So he was about 10 as well. He's 33 so now. About the same time. Seriously? Yeah, because he said 95 he said it. He was born in 85. So. Oh, my gosh. Well, then this isn't as big a deal as I thought. Well, it kind of is. I mean, the kid... Even if he was the same exact age as Phelps, he still broke Phelps' record, and Phelps yeah, is the greatest true. swimmer of all time. Right. Huh. <laughs> okay. So Phelps set a world record in the 100-meter butterfly at 10 years old, and now this kid came along and broke it at the same age. And I do think it's... it's That's that, amazing. It's that kid's championship. You know what I'm saying? Like It's not compared <clears throat> to Olympic athletes and stuff. It's that level. That, well, that's what I was wondering, because right. this says world record. It says... Boy, maybe I'm uh, missing so, something. Uh, so is this a 10-year-old record? Like, it's it's a record for these kids. It's for, at this Far West International Championship. So at this competition. This story is not nearly as cool as I thought it was. Oh, yeah? Whoa. Yeah, that's just... It's a stupid really? story that I don't really care about. All Wait right, but the kid might be on a weed box someday. I don't care. You don't care. Like, have you given right up now, on Clark Kent? I've given up on Clark Kent. <laughs> oh no! To me, he is no longer a Superman. So <gasps> I'm not playing that game. Okay, <laughs> he broke it. He broke a record for that particular international event. Okay, but he also Stop it. But he plays piano. <laughs> And he does martial arts. He enjoys coding and computer yeah, classes. I don't care about any Maybe of it Maybe he's now. taking lessons on video games. I don't care. Well, okay. I do care about that because that's yeah. great I mean, stuff. That's, that's important yeah. knowledge yeah. right there. Then we'll tell him to stop swimming so much and get back, in, get your penis back in here and play video games, little brat. <laughs> Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. is here all right let me tell you about uh earth water this is unlike anything else on the market right now and this is your opportunity to become a ground level participant as an affiliate 
in the Earthwater Affiliate Program. Oh, cool. When you become an Earthwater Affiliate, uh, you'll be giving given the opportunity to share your unique ID link with others. By becoming an affiliate, you'll be reserving your position in the network marketing tree with a direct-to-market model when it's launched later this year and establish yourself as an Earthwater brand ambassador. Plus, Earthwater will pay you a 40% weekly commission on all orders placed by your customers. 40%. Earthwater has partnered with Amazon, which means all orders will be taken care of by Amazon with free shipping and free handling. With no monthly minimum and no required auto ship, um, an incredibly easy turnkey business opportunity that pays 40% commission. To join Team Earthwater, go to theblaze.teamearthwater.com. That's theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Join today at theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, 888 933 You know, the, the word woman isn't even in the U.S. Constitution. Oh, they yes. They weren't worth putting in it. Yes. They weren't worth it. The women. <laughs> they hated women mm. so much back then. They did, dude. That they didn't even consider putting them in the Constitution. True story. But neither is the word freedom. <clears throat> Your honor. So... There you go. I can't wait till Christmas, man. I know. Can we get an we advanced copy? I can't find. Maybe somebody knows. If somebody knows, please call us at 888 If you know what what Supreme Court Justice said to Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she was appearing before them uh, when she was young, that the word woman isn't in the Constitution. I must know. Uh, 888-933-93. Republican... Uh, Denver Riggleman says being labeled a devotee of Bigfoot erotica was the most ridiculous thing he's ever experienced. (laughs) But looking back now, he's more shocked at the attempt to label him a white supremacist. Hmm. Okay. This all started Sunday night when Riggleman's Democratic opponent for Virginia's 5th Congressional District, Leslie Coburn, alleged that Riggleman, quote, has been exposed as a devotee of Bigfoot erotica, unquote. Tweeting out a picture from Riggleman's uh, Instagram page. Do we have the photo? Yeah, check that yeah, out. Yeah, there it is. Oh, oh that's my. A, of course, they censored it. censored, of, of course. <clears throat> and so it says, My opponent, Denver Riggleman, running mate of Corey Stewart, was caught on camera campaigning with a white supremacist. Wait, what? Now he's been exposed as a devotee of Bigfoot erotica. Okay, and why are we? This talking is about, not what we need on Capitol Hill. Yeah, this is what we're. <clears throat> why are we talking about Bigfoot erotica as it relates to a, a campaign? Um, it's because 2018. Yeah, it's okay. that's, that's yeah. your universal. That's where we are now. Answer. It's where we are right now. Uh, Riggleman, who is an Air Force veteran. Can't utter the phrase Bigfoot erotica without chuckling, and his campaign says he hadn't heard the phrase until Sunday night. He says the picture Coburn took is proof for her devotee of Bigfoot erotica claim was the result of a 14-year, a 14-year-long running joke with his military friends. It all started uh, with a 2004 prank he pulled on his wife, 
turning what she thought was a surprise trip into a tropical location, into a trip to Olympia Forest for a Bigfoot expedition. Okay. Oh, wait, so there isn't such a thing as Bigfoot Uh, erotica? Apparently not. Riggleman figured his interest in Bigfoot would become public knowledge once he entered politics. He's quite interested in Bigfoot and his followers, as he explains, but never thought uh, they would try to attach a sexual element to it. Mm. It was all a joke, and we thought there was nobody dumb enough to think it was real, he said. The Coburn campaign proved us wrong. Now, as for the white supremacist thing... Mm. Um, let's see. Riggleman had just a few days before, before Coburn's tweet Conqueror. made his views. I don't think that's how you pronounce it usually. Oh, really? Really. I thought it was this time. I don't think so. Oh, my bad. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Do, do, have you heard the name pronounced? I thought I had. Maybe I haven't. Now you have me doubting myself, right. but it just fits the story too perfectly. But continue. Okay. Uh, so the Sunday tweet made his views on white supremacists clear in a piece he wrote for the Roanoke Times, white supremacists not welcome in Charlottesville. That didn't sound like white supremacist talk. We should honor the victims who lost their lives last year while remaining ever vigilant against ideologies that espouse hate. There has been talk of another rally being staged this year. I condemn this rally. I condemn the khaki-wearing white supremacists who attended the rally last year. Huh. That doesn't sound like... He's in favor of white supremacy, then. <clears throat> to any white supremacists intending to come back to Charlottesville on August 12th this year, I say, you are not welcome. Go back to your cave. Vote for somebody else. I don't want your support, your help, or your vote. This Air Force vet won't stay silent. If you think that the color of your skin or the religion you practice makes you superior to anyone else in this country, I'm just not your guy. That's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. That's pretty clear. Um, so, apparently, uh, Riggleman says that as far as Coburn or Cockburn's claim... <laughs> It's based on a kid who was seen at a public event for his campaign, but he doesn't know him or what his beliefs are and has never campaigned with a white supremacist. It's a kid who walked in the office who was standing against the wall as some newspaper took a picture at a public event. They don't have anything real to back up that either. So we're trying to to guess what they're talking about. <clears throat> hmm. Sure, of course he'd say that. Sure, yeah, yeah, throw us off the trail there. Of course, of course he would say that. But is he really, you know, burning crosses on people's lawns for fun hmm. the rest of the day? Uh, doesn't seem to be, but who knows? Well, the, the, the choices, you know, that we have out there in these races there this year <clears throat> in 2018 are just... They're great, aren't they? Good stuff. I mean, if that's what you're stooping to in your Democrat campaign, it's it's, it's so pathetic. So pathetic. Meanwhile, Netflix um, has has made uh, Louis Louis Farrakhan's documentary not available on their... First of all, they they had it on a list of movies that were going to start, I think, this month. And uh, I think they heard about it from a lot of people. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, no, that was a mistake. We didn't mean to include the Louis Farrakhan documentary. That's not going to be there. Now Farrakhan's uh, somewhat upset. 
um, you talk about racists mm-hmm. and haters and uh, not putting them on to promote their stuff, uh, that would be Louis Farrakhan, you would think. So Netflix perhaps did the right thing in this particular case. <clears throat> also, uh, Trump has called on Sessions to stop the Mueller probe, and some people are making that out to be, as we mentioned earlier, a uh, an attempt at obstruction of justice. He just wanted to stop this rigged witch hunt right now, opening the president to further complaints that he's trying to obstruct the investigation into Russia's election interference and his campaign, his campaign's possible complicity. Uh, Trump is already reportedly under investigation for potential obstruction of the Russian probe led by Robert Mueller. His tweet early Wednesday was the president's most explicit statement to date seemingly aimed at getting his attorney general, the nation's top law enforcement officer, to end the probe. Now, would you do that? Let's say you are trying to actually stop the probe right now. Would you do that with a tweet or would you do that with a call to his office? Because if it's me, I think I'm calling, I'm going to call Jeff Sessions and I'm going to say, Jeff, seriously, I mean it. I want it stopped and I want it stopped right now, today. Stop it. Right? Isn't that how the president would act if he really wanted it stopped? This this needs to stop, and it needs to stop right now. I'll take the heat. Call off the dogs. I mean, I, it wouldn't be in a tweet. But this tweet, along with several others on Wednesday morning, reflected the president's accelerated attacks on the investigation, which he claims is tainted by bias. And I think it probably is. They coincided with the second day of the trial of Paul Manafort, uh, Trump's former campaign manager on 18 charges of tax evasion, bank fraud, conspiracy. Some are uh, suggesting, of course, that it is obstruction of justice. Um, Richard Blumenthal suggested it was just the intent to obstruct justice. Yep. Okay, so. Intent. I'm so tired of hearing about it. I just want it all to end. I mean, I I want it to stop, too, because I'm tired of hearing about it. I I don't want to hear about the Russian investigation anymore. I don't want to hear about Manafort anymore. I don't want to hear about any of it. I just, I don't. Am I the only person alive who doesn't care about this investigation? I must be. (laughs) I don't care anymore. I'm pretty convinced he didn't collude with Russians. So let's just stop hearing about it. 888-900-3393. Trump administration has also opened the door uh, to less comprehensive health insurance plans. Making some changes in the Obama health law, uh, they issued a new rule yesterday which will permit consumers to buy limited health insurance plans that don't meet all the coverage requirements under the Affordable Health Care Act, hmm. but might be more attractive to individuals who would make who would like the opportunity to pay lower premiums for a policy that offers less comprehensive health care coverage. This would be putting back those policies that people liked but couldn't keep. Right? Isn't that seems like what they're doing here? Yeah, well, yeah, and it also allows people that don't necessarily need every last <clears throat> little thing covered. Yeah, they can have a much cheaper alternative and still be technically within the law. That isn't being enforced regardless. (laughs) 
But no, this is uh, this is kind of um, a scaled back uh, version of Obamacare, is what's which uh, which is what they said all along. What they promised to begin with, yeah, was mm-hmm. you could keep it if you wanted to, and that's what people had was scaled back versions that that they liked, but Obama didn't like. So what he meant was, if I like your plan, mm-hmm. you can keep your plan. But if I don't like your plan, you can't keep your plan. And so that's what pissed people off. Like 7 million people lost their health insurance. So this seems like a way that they could get it back and, and pay less than they're paying now. 888 um, We love bomb shot lip balm here. Yes. Uh, Keith carries this wherever he goes. My wife carries it with her uh, always. Um, almost everybody in this building has bomb shot lip balm because it's, it's awesome. It works. It's... First of all, great lip balm. And then secondly, comes in this really cool container, which looks like a shotgun shell. And when you pull this out, um, every liberal in your life is going to gasp. And they're going to be horrified. And you're just going to quietly chuckle to yourself. Yeah, just make sure you're constantly putting, <laughs> applying it, you know, when you're in their presence. <laughs> right, right. And it will just be fun. Now, the founder of Bomb Shot Lip Balm, Wayne... Uh, developed cancer from too many sunburns on his lips from uh, from lip balm that didn't work. Mm-hmm. So he got frustrated with it, and he developed his own product. And it's been awesome ever since 2010. That's why it's in over 3,000 stores nationwide now. So summer is here, and you need to protect your lips from the sun. Go to Bombshot Lip Balm, bombshot.com, and uh, do just that. For Blaze listeners only, they've got a special offer. Balmshot.com. Use the promo code PAT, and when you buy a two-pack, you'll get a third for free. When you buy a four-pack, you get a fifth for free. If you go all the way up to a six-pack, they'll throw in a Bombshot logo baseball hat. Okay, so you buy six, you get the free cap, plus free shipping. So it's Bombshot.com, promo code PAT, B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com, Bombshot.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, we're just trying to figure out <clears throat> on this Urban Meyer situation. Uh, his assistant's ex-wife, Courtney Smith. It was Zach Smith, the coach who uh, was fired because apparently spousal abuse, domestic abuse. So his ex-wife now is saying that. She told Urban Meyer's wife what the situation was. And I guess Urban Meyer, Urban Urban Meyer's wife either talked to him or didn't. I, who knows? Most wives would talk to their husband about that, right? Most wives would say, hey, uh, Courtney, Courtney Smith said that her husband's beating her. Uh, maybe you should fire Zach. Oh, so somebody in the Meyer household, mm-hmm. assuming Courtney Smith is telling the truth that she told his wife, somebody that's the key, isn't it? Didn't do their job, uh, uh-huh. you know, as a human being, and either she didn't tell her husband, 
or her husband didn't do anything about the knowledge he received from his wife. Yeah, so if that's the case, if Urban Meyer didn't do anything about it, oh, man. Uh, I mean, it's it's done, right? He's done. He, he can't be Ohio State's coach anymore. He can't be anybody's coach anymore. And there you go. I mean, Ohio State, you know they don't want that to be the case. He's like one of the greatest coaches of all time. No program is ever the same when he leaves it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> University of Utah, uh, they were unbeaten when he left and uh, beat Alabama that year. Then he goes to Florida and wins two national championships back-to-back. Then he goes to Ohio State and wins another national championship and gets to the playoffs like two or three other times. I mean, it's amazing, really, what he does with these football programs. It's it's pretty amazing. Now, if they do fire him, I mean... Is it too much to ask that he go coach at BYU? Whoa, whoa, I'm sorry, wait. You can't, Hold you, on. You can't have a, a guy who kept spousal abuse, I guess, hired at your university. Hmm. Just saying. Would you want his wife associated with BYU, though? <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> uh, <coughs> so, oh, yeah, that's not good. That's not good. You can't hire him. You can, Right? If, if he loses his job, nobody's going to hire him. I think he's pretty well done. You think so? I think so. Like, you don't think there's a rebuild of his career no. somewhere else on, like, a I, smaller school? Because it's not... I don't know. Let's I, just... Let's put this into perspective. Mm-hmm. Is it bad if he didn't share that knowledge? Absolutely. Yes. But Urban Meyer isn't the spousal abuser here. No, I know. But, the, I mean, they're going to act like he is. Because he did nothing, supposedly, for how long with Zach Smith? That he tried to hide it or whatever. That he knew about it and did nothing. And if that's the case... Yeah, if he did absolutely nothing, that, yeah. that is horrible. It um, is. I, and it's going to be tough for any program to ever hire him ever again. Yeah, that's true. I uh, that's true. There's just going to be I don't know how protests you're do it. and all sorts of stuff. You won't be able to get to right. campus. Yeah, that's true. It'll be yeah, a it'll huge be ugly. distraction. It's going to be ugly. Yeah, and nobody wants that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, Rasmussen just released a new daily presidential tracking poll. This just came out a little while ago. Uh, presidential approval. According to Rasmussen, which has been very generous, though, to Donald Trump, 50% approve of the job he's doing. Mm. 50% approval rate. That is uh, five points higher than Barack Obama at the same time of his presidency. Wow. That's really something. Do you think that the negative coverage that CNN just defaults to on the president, do you think it helps or hurts his approval rating? In other words, if they just went down the middle and just reported mm. facts, mm-hmm. would his approval rating be higher? I think it pushes lower? people uh, like us to like him more. I do too. And so I think it I think it helps Trump mm-hmm. that they're so rabid in their coverage. And so you're like, that's so ridiculous. Will you stop? He's doing a good job. And you just want to defend him more. So uh, I, I, he's... I mean, he, I'm sure he wants CNN to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. I think you're right. He loves having 
a target for his base. Yeah. And and in a few weeks it's going to be the NFL. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, as soon as there's kneeling, or, you know, it might be tonight. Mm-hmm. It might literally tomorrow morning when you wake up, the first tweet might be a it might be a comment about uh, oh the Bears or the Ravens, whoever. Look, the NFL season didn't uh, it started last night and players are still kneeling. NFL, you should be ashamed of yourself. And his base will be like, yeah, maga. So it'll start tonight or tomorrow morning. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll it'll happen. And uh, it'll probably help him too. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I'm just looking at the some of the apparently James O'Keefe is involved with this. Is you know the guy who does the undercover stuff. Yeah. And went to Planned Parenthood and and did videos. He's apparently involved uh, in this Ohio State situation. What? I don't know how. Uh, it just says. Um, let's see. Okay, so an Project un- Veritas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go ahead. An unfair game. Ur- Urban Meyer, a history of abuse. Oh, he's the one that released these. Okay, interesting. And and so, uh, yeah, he's got a Project Veritas. So ex-Gators are shown making some troubling claims about Meyer, including that at least one player did not receive proper treatment for a serious injury. Uh, one former player, ex-Florida mm. offensive tackle Xavier Nixon, said Meyer had a tradition where he would whip a full bottle of Gatorade at players. Whip, whip, whip. I don't know what that. Former Gators linebackers Gideon, uh, uh, sorry, Ajagbe, said Meyer and his staff humiliated him to the point where he was suicidal. Oh, boy. Oh, man. We're going to have, this okay. is, is going to be a lot. Wow. going to be a lot going on here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There was a culture under Coach Meyer where injured players would be mocked and the severity of their injuries would be kept from them. What? That's bad. So uh, I don't think Urban Meyer makes it as coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes till the end of the week. Which I is think you're right tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, I think by this time tomorrow he is not <laughs> he's, there. Yeah, he's not there. He's not on paid leave anymore. Yeah. Urban Meyer is no longer with the uh, the Ohio State University. That's that's the announcement we're going to hear tomorrow. I'll bet you. You still want him at BYU? Mm, uh, it's so hard. You're asking Stop really it. hard questions. No, I'm not. Stop it. <laughs> you want to lose with dignity. <laughs> no, what? I suppose not. You can't have Coach Frost. I'm sorry. Not. We're not giving him up ever. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Use that number tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then on Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.